0: Hey there, friends. Bo Bishop here, and the Hoops action is heating up, and Typico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cashback in the industry with up to 5% cashback on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet 25 bucks. Download the Typico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code THEFAN100. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Congratulations, your morning just got a bit classier.
1: A media legend, a ferocious linebacker, a clueless producer, and you. Searching for a replacement window online? Visit windownation.com today. So raise a glass and act accordingly. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis.
0: All right, let's do it live on a Monday edition of the program. How you live at Threes?
2: Oh, brother, I'm great. I'm great. Good weekend. Weather was perfect. I mean, really was. what are we talking about yesterday? I mean, really it's was. I 78 and sunny. My goodness, it's why you live in Ohio in the fall, my friend. That's why. Yeah, we're here. This is our time. We are, and I, I did some actual, like, dude stuff over the weekend. I was cutting down <laughs> I the well, that. white ash tree. Um, I did not, Pretty however. big one, I would tell the people, not. too. Rather large. Yes, I did not, however, trust my landscaper in the sense of his strategy, what he told me to do. Yeah. Uh, so what I had was I have a maple, and so it's along the split rail fence. I have a a big maple and a big old white ash tree, and their their trunks are about a foot apart. Mm-hmm. So, and they're so they're intertwined, and the branches are are kind of tangled up top and all that. So what my landscaper says is, you know, hey, cut cut the you know, a little chunk out, you know, where you want it to fall. Uh, but before you finish it, you know, get a ladder up there. Make sure you have somebody out here with you. Get a ladder and go up and cut these two branches off, and that way it'll fall because these two are are, are intertwined. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not that It'll hold on. it up. These, yeah, these branches aren't that high up. So I get my ladder up, my big extension ladder, and I go to climb up there, and I'm trying to balance the – I'm trying to balance the chainsaw. Of course, I have no one else out there with me. Of course. Um, like he recommended. And I'm you know looking up there, and as I'm trying to get up and, and really cut through, it, just, it came to the point of, it, James, what are you doing? Get down. So I didn't <laughs> cut those two, right? I didn't cut That's those two. T- tremendous moment of self-realization, yes. right? When like, you find you yourself doing? in Don't be positions, an idiot.
0: like, wait, what are you doing here?
2: And then, you know, Saturday night, um, having a bonfire, I have my father-in-law with me, and I'm like, well, I have somebody else here. If I'm by myself, Shelly will yell at me, like, hire somebody. But if I have her dad with, sure. I think I can knock this out, you know? And Sauce is very capable. Yes, very capable. So... Anyway, I get the big you know, the big chainsaw, um, I got, you know, a nice nice big boy um, Husqvarna, that I that I gosh, I mean the base of this, this tree was huge and does, you saw the size. I mean I saw yeah. the video. You it's saw the size of that I saw. It's a big tree. And it does and yeah. a big saw. So anyway, big, I, big I, saw. Yeah. I'm i sli- I'm slicing through and on the back side thinking it's just gonna tip, what happens is I slice all the way through but the full weight of the tree rests on the blade. And I'm like, all right. Okay, because it's entangled. So I'm like, all right. So Sauce is like, I got a rope. I'm like, of course you do. So we go to the car, in the back of his car, and um, get the rope, you know, tie it to a little, you know, uh, kind of wood stump so we have some weight. Toss it around the branch, and we're ready to just try to rock and roll this thing. And we do, um, and we're pulling from one side and from the other, and you can hear it. It's literally twisting on my saw blade. Like, it's not even connected anymore, but it's tangled up in the maple. And so we're pulling from this one side, and I'm like, let's try the other side. So we go to the other side, and it's like three of us, and it's like like we're, we're swaying with it as we're yanking with all our might. And then you hear the crack. And yep. once you heard the crack of one of those branches finally letting loose, it was time to nice little backpedal, <laughs> pivot 180, and dig. And I did so, and we made it out, and the thing went down. But I felt I felt accomplished, man. Gosh, I felt good. It was a big Taking task, Taking out a man. big old dead tree is a good feeling. Yes, it
0: is. That's a and that's Not, a very I don't, I don't recommend it. I don't
2: recommend it because it's uh, arborist, it scary when a big when a big tree goes down.
0: Yeah, arborist is the way to go on that. Unless you have you know you know a thousand acres like three has north three's has north of Columbus here. Other than that, you got to be very very thousand careful. 1,000 Acres, get out of here. Um, the, you know, today is uh, the start of our 25th week uh, broadcasting remotely. It's also been 25 weeks for me since the boys were left school. Yep. And at the time when they left, we thought a couple weeks, maybe a month, uh, or I, I think my wife was hopeful of that. And and I was more along the lines of, I, I think this is going to be a long, long haul. And it has been. And today they went back. And I would tell you, it was a pretty surreal moment because you're sending them back but for you for how long you have no idea um you they, they're on a every other day situation so they're gonna they're basically half class in an effort to so they can socially distance so they'll go today and wednesday and, and so forth and it was kind of emotional just to see, see them off you know as it always is as you know regardless right. of um of you know pandemic or whatever but um it was kind of surreal to see them off and it was it was honestly just mind-boggling to me to think that this has been 25 weeks uh which is just a remarkable thing and so they're off and uh my wife i'm sure will be a puddle of tears bootsy is uh is is able to be here with me because i'm you know not in the studio so bootsy's here with me uh watching his his cartoons and 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 everything is good everything was not good this weekend though man there was tragedy everywhere the shocking loss of chadwick boseman on friday night and you think about you know how much he inspired the sports world, yeah. and and the idea that he played Black Panther with with while having colon cancer and no one knew it. Yeah nobody knew it. I mean nobody knew nobody knew anything. He just handled it with dignity and and crushed that and you think about it, he played Jackie Robinson um and and uh, was also in draft day and all of those things and but I think really the the Black Panther movies will be the ones that I mean Mike they're my kids favorite they no question. I mean we have all the Black Panther gear and um they they love it. That was stunning and then the loss of John Thompson this morning who was as important a college basketball coach as there's been In terms of what he did um, at at Georgetown, and so uh, this was this is 2020 can go straight to hell as far as I'm concerned.
2: You ain't lying. Um, Yeah, it's so much, and and you feel like honestly you're you're just trying to get out of this. (laughs) You're trying to get out of this uh, out of this year, um, hopefully unscathed in your own personal family, right? Because you just never know what's going on with with everything, and you look around the. The world right now, and and you see that the the Hurricane Laura, obviously, what's happening down there, the people without power. And and I was watching the news this morning, and as they were telling people to vacate uh, or to evacuate, you know, the the towns down there, you're thinking to yourself, where the hell are they going to go? This isn't a normal, like, you know, 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 hotels aren't allowing to be packed in. Like, hopefully, they have family that's drivable east or west, you know what I mean? Um, Sure. But what about the people, like, for one, most hotels aren't filling to capacity you know that like from from traveling like most hotels yep. are keeping it every other room um, all that and even so it's it's I just there, there's so many things kind of going on right now with this year um, you're just like my goodness and I saw a very accurate tweet They said you know is anyone more ready like imagine if things were normal I don't think they will be but if they were normal how excited the entire world would will be for New Year's Eve to say oh, go to hell twenty twenty yeah go straight like, to hell yeah you know let's and, and back to the kids going to school bo I mean I remember back when we were doing this you know kind of May June and they were doing the the graduations you know virtual or the pull through yep. uh, you know cars you know, drive up and take a picture and all that stuff move on um, and I remember you know at that time the cases were starting to go down and everyone was like well thank goodness this is over kind of you know what I mean that was kind of some right. of the sentiment and I remember us being like. My hope is that we're just back to normal by school year. But we we would say it, and yeah. when we said it at the time, you were almost saying it like tongue-in-cheek. You know, like, oh, uh, you know, gosh, I just I imagine if it isn't. And in some places, it isn't. <laughs> you know, right. and then, like, it, it, it's unbelievable that here we are now. It's September 1st tomorrow. Uh, our girls don't start until a week from, uh, I think they're after Labor Day. So yeah. they still have a week next week tomorrow. Term, yeah. So um, I'm not sure we will be that emotional to say goodbye and put them back in school. We're, we're, we're quite, ready. Um, quite ready. But the thing that will be emotional is the fact that, you know, your kindergartner having to wear a mask. You know, that's – you hate that. Oh, and yeah. Then you wonder if she's going to even be able to do it. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, the, she, there's she the, one the
0: plexiglass she, on every yes. desk. I mean, yes. all of those things. But honestly, i got to tell you, kids are pretty damn resilient. They are. They, they really they are. are, are un- Mine were at least – Undeterred by the masks or the plexiglass, it's just like okay, this is where we're at. Let's yep. solve it. Yep. You know, like this isn't a problem. And yep. um, and so it was. It was pretty interesting. And we had um, we had it in. We had a, just a surreal weekend in sports beyond, uh, some of the tragedy. We had the NBA get back. Uh, I had the conversation with my eight year old about why they were protesting. We had incredible statements out of the NFL. Uh, the Browns players, uh, led a, a very pointed, uh, you see some of the details about what the NFL is going to try to do. It's interesting. I've had a lot of people say, um, you know, it's, see, I told you it was political about, uh, ending, you know, Black Lives Matter or racial equality. How is every man created equal? Political? <laughs> no idea. How's somehow, that political? Like, somehow, if you tweet me that, then you are exposing who you are. Right. So just be aware of that. Well, if you tweet somehow me that. the
2: canceling of the Big Ten season has become political.
0: Well, Maybe I saw we got that Biden
2: blaming I, Trump, and we have Trump blaming Biden. Somehow, you know
0: what? It's not become anytime in, in 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 politics. If you are running for president, you are responsible. For what the country is while you're running, if you're the incumbent, the same would be true if Barack Obama was president or if George W. Bush was president. It would be the same. You're responsible for the country as you sit it. You're in charge, right? It's yep. the job of the other guy to say, "Boy, this is bad." Now they can paint that picture however they want, but but that's the job. That's the right. that's politics, right? You know, like this no, is. No. A, it's not. You're the, never going to see someone running for a presidency and say,
2: oh, the guy who's been doing it for the last four years has done a great well, job. Well, he's crushed it. He's but, really but, crushed it. Look but at but how great all this me. is.
0: Please, but vote for me. No, of course it's changed. It's what you say. You point. These are all the things, and you oh, you you pump up the things that have, that he's done poorly. Um, so it was interesting, though. Back to my son. I so I had the conversation with him because he he loves the the NBA, and so we had and it was back and uh, there was some great stuff. I mean Jamal Murray with fifty and a he and th- that that's just incredible what they're doing in that series between the the Nuggets and the Jazz, and he loves it. And so we we watch a lot of it. We had the conversation, and he said, "Well." He said, "Well, what he go?" He said, "Well, I said, well, you know, these black players feel that they're they're being treated unfairly." And they're, and and he said, "Well, why? Who would do that?" And he goes, would, "Would white people do that?" And I said, "Well, no, not necessarily, certainly not all white people." And he goes, "Why can't we all just treat everybody the same?" And I said, "Great question. You yeah. will do that. Your generation will do that. We're getting, we're going to get better at this. You know, going forward, we will get better at this going forward." Um, but we we had the sports back. We had college football over the weekend. I watched more of the high school football, honestly. I love the high school football. I watched the Saint game. They're playing some team uh, out of Indianapolis on Saturday night. I was watching that. Watched the local high school team on the local uh, cable access on Friday. So uh, I I did watch some of that football. Did you watch the college football at all? I watched
2: a little bit uh, on Saturday night and checked it out. I was I mean it was it was bad ball for a lot of it, but I was excited to actually see it. Yeah. Um, and and then I was excited. I did watch uh, some of the high school stuff. Uh, throughout the weekend, and it's just it's exciting to see that sport back. You know, like yeah, it, it's sure. just you know it, it's it's bittersweet though. I will say because you feel like you know I'm out walking the dogs this morning um, with the girls, and you run into a neighbor, and he's like, it's "Supposed to be game week." I'm like, "I know it, man." Oh, uh, you yeah. know, and it's just like it stinks that realization. It sure the does. one the one school that you absolutely care about the most, and the one thing that you absolutely care about. Now look, I. And, and and I think we you know we texted about this. This is the SEC still has a ways to kick off. The ACC We're a month still, out. you know I me. Mean? So Notre Dame's going to kick off what the fifteenth or something like that. Yeah,
0: um, three two weeks, two
2: weeks. So we'll see if yeah. they get there. Pro football is two weeks away, less than two weeks away. So you're you're uh, you know you're getting close to some some fun things, some football weekends and stuff of that nature. Um, but it's it's no matter what, it's going to sting. Like I, I I had the viewpoint of. I wasn't really that upset with the Big Ten canceling at first because I assumed everybody else was going to do it eventually. Yeah. And the closer and closer I get to the other conferences playing, I'm getting more and more upset because I felt like it was an inevitable step. I thought they did it way too soon. Sure. Um, I, I still believe all those things, but I thought, you know what, maybe eventually, maybe it's end of September, early October, those schools cancel, you know, and we'll all be in the same boat. And now I'm not so sure. And so I get more and more upset as we get closer. Um, to it all happening still some time left but um, it just stinks man
0: it does stink. We're four weeks before, well, three, you know, two weeks from Saturday for Notre Dame, four weeks before the conferences that really matter play. Um, so there's still a long ways to go on that. But the news tr- is trending better on that front, in, depending on what perspective you want to look at it through. So we will get into all that in terms of where the Big Ten is after another weekend of protesting, uh, including some emotional stuff that happened outside of the shoe over the weekend. We will get to that. Trade deadline for Major League ba- Baseball. Mike Levenger could be moved today. We'll keep you updated on that. Lots to get to on the program. Off and running on a Monday. Bishop and is right here on The Fan. Keeping
1: you entertained with our vast selection of hot takes and play-by-play for over 25 years.
3: Atlas Butler is built to keep you comfortable and our plumbing services are no exception. You can rely on Atlas Butler for trusted, convenient plumbing and drain service. Our expert plumbers and drain specialists can take care of anything from a broken water heater to a clogged drain. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. Atlas Butler
4: is at your service
1: call 1-800-FURNACE To be your home of the Buckeyes, the fan, Ohio sports destination Day drinking responsibly with a touch of class This
0: is Bishop and Laurinaitis And brought to you by our great friends at Window Nation. If you're in need of search and replacement windows, check them out at WindowNation.com. They'll take care of you the way that they take care of us. Boy, the list continues to get longer and longer and more elite. Frankly, Jamar Chase reportedly going to opt out of his season at LSU. Still sources at this point, still reportedly, but typically these things, as we've seen with Micah Parsons and Bateman and others, once there is a report, eventually it's just getting it organized and then getting it out. Um, He will be the first wide receiver off the board. He would have maybe been this year as well. Kenneth Gainwell, the running back out of Memphis, opting out as well. If your team's going to play like, like Chase's is going to play, and you opt out. And he's not the only tiger. I mean, he's a third, isn't he? No, I think he's the third
2: tiger at
0: LSU. To I believe opt you, out. I believe so. But he's the most. Oh, he's, he's the, the most hype. noteworthy. No certainly, no doubt. Um, but we've seen that Russo, Gregory Russo at Miami opting out. Yeah. Is this is this possible that this is more than just a one off? Is this all about the pandemic, or is this about something else too? I think the pandemic is making it easier. The pandemic is giving them a.
2: Uh, it's a, look. It's the perfect storm for these kids. Some of these kids absolutely might be about the pandemic, so I don't want to speak in totality. Gainwell
0: about is that he had three deaths; three family members died of yep. COVID. So, so he is I, that, totally, for sure. I totally, I unbel- totally, I totally understand that,
2: right? Um, when you look at the big picture, though, these kids have flirted with it, and they get pushback, right? Like if you're um, so-and-so player and you sit out of said game, right? Like, wasn't it Roby who sat out of the owner's bowl? Um, oh, yeah, we've had – yeah, there's been several of those guys. And where you feel like uh, – which is funny because anytime I ran into a Clemson guy uh, on any team, they'd be like, man, it's because Roby didn't want that work with Sammy Watkins. That's why he sat out. He made a business decision. <laughs> I'm like, maybe he did. Maybe, maybe he did, right? Like, if you already know that you're going to be a first-round pick and – I'm not going to speak for Bradley Roby. I, I assume Bradley Roby would take that challenge on because he's doing it every Sunday in the NFL. You know, I think yeah. he just didn't want to get hurt. Um, but do you like? No matter what, like Bradley's decision there, right? Most fans, most. And I don't, I don't know what the percentage is, but most fans would say, "Good for him, smart business move." But there will always be a sure. percentage. Even the face of college football, Herb Street hates it. He understands it. But he hates it. He hates the idea of not finishing a thing out with your team. Like, he said it on TV. He has said it, you know what I mean? like He understands the business move for it. But he also yeah. just hates the fabric of college football. And the fabric of college football is changing every single day. I'm not saying whether I agree. Look, as a teammate, as a captain, there was not a second of my thought process. And this is way back in the past. But there was never a second of, like, I'm not playing the festival. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't even thought of back then. But as you got more and more, like these guys understood, like shoot, I don't. You saw the Jalen Smith, like when that stuff happens.
0: When Jalen Smith, that cha- that was a big game that, changer.
2: That, yes, that changed yeah. it a lot for for everyone's thought process. So, what's unique now is that not only do you have top ten guys skipping or first round, you know, top twenty prospects skipping, you have like third and fourth rounders that are skipping, and you're like, bro, you're not even that dude. Like, what do you? Anyway, that's their own decisions, right? Um, you have guys go pro that go pro too early. You know, one of the first people I think of that I I, I wish would have stayed one more season is Jalen Marshall. I wish he would have stayed oh, one definitely. more year. Um, yep. Noah Brown. I mean, there are guys that um, now Noah made the Cowboys, and you know, for a couple of years and all that. But
0: like you, you wonder like one more year in school, what would that have done for you? Well, um, what that may- does for you is then that makes you instead of being a fourth, fifth, sixth round pick, it makes you a second round pick. And when you're a second round pick, the teams have a lot more patience with you. Absolutely, and you get more reps, and you get more
2: opportunities. Yeah. And when you make mistakes, and you know if you aren't all put together there, you know off the bat of the of your career. To your point, they give you more. Like if I'm a second round linebacker, like I was, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a couple of years that they're gonna have invested in me to see if I grow up. If I'm a fifth round linebacker, they cut me this year. Nah, he ain't it. Get him out. If I'm if you're the same player, so it's the. the and You're going to have, for instance, like in a, in a in a ten rep you know period, as a second round cat that they want to work out because you're a second round pick. You're going to get six of those ten. As as the guy drafted later, you might get two reps. Yeah. You better not screw up those two reps. Not even be. You better not even be. Do what you're supposed to do. You better stand out in those two reps. You know. And so then you're at the mercy of you know individual plays. And anyway, I think Bo, what this has done is it has give given these guys an opportunity to say, you know what. I really think that we. I've wanted the. I've thought about this anyway. The guys have thought about skipping seasons. It's been brought up. I mean, all the way back to. Uh, gosh, what, I'm blanking on his name. South Carolina. Uh, the DM. Oh, Clowney. Yes. For Javen Clowney, he was the, probably the first where people were like, why even play? Yeah, Trevor Lawrence play? has been the recent one. You know, why even play? So I think now what you're seeing is oh, there's a pandemic. This season's going to be weird anyway. Um, like if you're Chase, you just want a national title. You're coming back with a brand new quarterback. You're looking around. We're not even gonna have full stands at you know Tiger Stadium. Like this is this season is gonna be absolutely whack compared to last season. You know what? I'm gonna go pro. I'm not plus. Think about this.
0: You're right. Every game's an SEC game. Yep. Every game's gonna be that physical. How's his tape gonna be any better than what he just put on film?
2: Exactly. So all these things. So what's gonna be fascinating? Is how's the NFL view these guys? You know, and if these guys honestly, because word of mouth is going to get around, how's the NFL view these guys? Rashad Bateman, all that. Like, they're already going to have to evaluate a bunch of Big Ten players that aren't playing because of a season. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> that, that's not my
0: hunch yet. is they'll be just fine if they're at the high end. Yeah. Like, I don't think this, you know, I mean, Nick Bosa. But left. I'm, I'm wondering if this,
2: yes, like Nick Bosa was an example. All these guys are. So. You're, what's going to be interesting is who's going to be the guy to do it non-covid because you're yeah. there's a precedent now what, what and this is called you know under covid but if you're Justin Fields and you go pick number 2 which I expect he will or pick 3 then guess what the next quarterback who has an opportunity if, if he doesn't legit – now, I don't think if it's a guy from Ohio State this is going to happen, right? Because there are bigger goals. Every kid – most kids still have goals of, like, Heisman Trophy, of All-American, of winning a national championship. If you're on those teams, I don't think it really affects them. So if you're on the haves, the six teams that have a legit chance, sure. But if you're a kid who's a four-star who ends up going to, like, a school um, like Nebraska or somewhere or wherever, you know what I mean? Like, doesn't have an actual chance of winning a national title, then what's your – or winning a Heisman, then what's your point? Yeah. I'm not gonna go to the league now. I'm not gonna What's your why? I think it's going to happen. I don't know how much. I don't think it's gonna be a, a total you know, whitewash of this over and over like a total avalanche, if you will. But man, I th- I think we're I think we're getting close to that. And the COVID has been a nice excuse for, for some. Not all. I think some have absolute valid reasons and I think I'm not gonna double I'm not gonna question anyone who really does it, um said that at the beginning. But I think that it'd be naive to think that every single one of these kids is doing it purely out of fear for the pandemic. Um, I think some of them realized I can make this decision, right. And
0: no one's really going to hit me with blowback because of the pandemic. Yeah. Yep, I, I would agree with that. Uh, some interesting news out of the NFL that we will get to next, including scrimmages for both the Bengals and the Browns. And one NFL team is making dang sure they're going to pick at the top of this draft, probably for Trevor Lawrence, although Trevor Lawrence could solve that on his own as well. We'll get to all of that coming up next. Bishop Lawrence right here on The Fan.
1: You think that during a 3-hour radio show man and
0: both bone- Hey there friends Bo Bishop here and the hoops action is heating up and Typico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos bet on select games earn a bet credit for each 3-pointer made continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cashback in the industry with up to 5% cashback on your bets sign up now enter the promo code the fan 100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet 25 bucks download the Tipico Sportsbook app today that's promo code the fan 100 must be 21 or older physically located in Ohio Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: Would say something intelligent. You'd be wrong.
0: Common Man and T-Bone. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The
1: Fan. It's Bishop and Is What's Up? What's up, man? So for you. All
0: right, here's what's up on a Monday. The NFL 10 days out. <laughs> pretty, pretty amazing how quickly... 25 weeks can pass and football is here. It will be here in 10 days. No preseason games. So a lot of these teams want to get into stadiums and scrimmage and try to give a game like, uh, atmosphere for really not just for the players and the coaches, but also, you know, for stadium ops. What does it look yeah. like? What does it sound like? They've hired sound engineers in these places, so they they treated them like games, is is what they tried to do. Um, and in Cincinnati, that meant Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor was asked about Burrow and if he feels comfortable with him being the starter week one. Here's what he had to say: "It's command of the offense, um, leadership in the huddle, understanding of what he's got to do to move this offense, uh, his competitiveness, his urgency. Certainly, there, there's there's areas to clean up. There's there's no question about that, but." Um, he's, he's got a great grasp. You know, just going over the call sheet with him today before the scrimmage, he's, um, we're in sync in terms of how we see things and think of things. And, you know, it, we haven't had a chance to be on the field too much together, but it is important to, um, start to see things the same way. And so I really feel like we're making, um, a lot of progress in that direction. So he's just been impressive. You know, he's what we expected when we took him number one overall. Um, hasn't disappointed. One day he's been out there. That's, that's incredible stuff. And here was Joe after the scrimmage and what he was unhappy about.
5: We had some guys out. Um, we weren't live, so, you know, it's tough to run the ball when any kind of touch is a tackle. And then, you know, we didn't execute the way we needed to. I didn't execute the way that I needed to. Um, so I know you know not, not everybody was happy with, with, with how we played today. Have you ever – the
0: rise that he's had? No. No. <laughs> And he sounds like a
2: vet already. Um, he does when, yeah. you, when you listen to his demeanor. Um, says all the right things, and and it's going to go a long, a long way. The hard thing for these coaching staffs right now, um, I think, is that there are no officials allowed due to COVID. Right, like the amount of like you're used to having local college officials at sure. every single practice, um, officiating stuff. Like we had them at every single practice in St. Yep. Louis in camp. And you'd get a report on penalties, and and it was a huge benefit because you could go and ask, you know, little things. Like, okay, well, why'd you call this? Why didn't you call this? You know, and you had feedback on, like, where the refs – like, Fisher used to go through all the time. Where – the refs' eyes were looking, so he would actually tell guys like, "Here's the part in the play, James. You can get away with holding the running back because the umpires' eyes are going to go from you on the running back to the center to here. You know, so at this part, you know, grab him before he gets through the line because once that happens, you know, he's going to be looking, you know, for any holding downfield. Like he would actually teach you where, like, specific, position specific where the like the refs are actually trained to look. And so, I mean, because it would help offensive tackles. Like, oh, tackles don't have a chance. They have a they have an official official on you watching for holding every single you know all the way through the pass. So he'd yeah. say you know like you guys can't afford, but guards oh, yeah a little yeah, a little leeway. We got one official looking at the three interiors, you know. So it was fascinating to kind of to hear that stuff. Well, these guys don't have that benefit right now, and so I was reading the article about the scrimmage, and he said you know there were some plays were disputed, and Joe's interception was disputed whether it be PI or not. Well you got to assume it wouldn't have been, you know, you can't, you can't get into bad habits. Because that's, that's what this is going to allow you to do, right? Especially on defense. If if, if, you're have a, if you have an official or a guy who's working or playing the official, a coach, and he happens to be a defensive coach, well, that API, well, now yeah. the DB gets in really bad habit of holding too much, of grabbing, tugging, because, you know, they're not throwing it as coaches. But would a real official throw that flag, and now you have bad habits you're trying to get out of in week one, two, three. So that's where
0: it's hurting these players. Yeah, it is, and it's um, the one thing that I think from it, and we've mentioned this before in respect to Burrow and Taylor, they will get to grow together. Yeah, It's going to be the same coaching staff. It's going to be the same offense for five years. Mike Brown's not firing people. He's not paying people not to coach. So Zach Taylor's going to be the coach there for Joe's real, really entire NFL gestation period here, and yeah. that's a remarkable advantage. That's a remarkable advantage for him, and so you know they will concerning. be able to walk step and step. As a, as a Bengals fan, though,
2: last year – drop passes were an issue from everything mm-hmm. it sounds like, drop passes were an issue in this scrimmage. This is the last scrimmage before yeah. kickoff if you're a Bengals fan. Yep. And one of the things you kind of thought about as a Bengals fan, you're thinking about just stay healthy, stay healthy. Well, in the second scrimmage, which what really would be your third preseason game, right? Like they touted this as kind of like their third preseason game, right? This, this yeah. is their dress rehearsal. This is walkthrough. Yep. Yes. This was their dress rehearsal. And you don't have Carlos Dunlap, John Ross, Joe Mixon, or A.J. Green. So, if you have Joe Burrow out there trying to do, like, sure, you can go full speed reps and practice, but not yep. scrimmage reps, and it is different. You can say, Skipper. hey, we're going to go thud this period versus knowing that you're in scrimmage mode. Those are different tempos, and you didn't have Joe Burrow out there with A.J. Green, Mixon, or Ross on your
0: starting offense. That's concerning. Yep. we're going. This yeah. is a
2: very light training camp. This is a very light oh, training camp. Oh, it's so
0: extreme. I... It's hard to even wrap your head around it. I mean, you know, in Cleveland, they've they've missed three yeah. hours of padded practice. They have the only t- the, the most they have they, they've had one. They were yesterday at the same. We'll get into this in a second. I was actually fortunate enough to be there, where it was the only time that they took guys to the ground. And even then, well, it was you're tier sort one. of. I mean, you're 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 no, up there with, definitely like, uh, not the owner. Definitely you know? no with no the owner. Ownership yeah, isn't are. even tier one. Ownership's tier two. Um, well, You're one of the even higher I'm, than Haslam. That's crazy. Please. Here's, uh, here's, here's one other thing, though. The Jacksonville Jaguars have done it. They've done it. Yeah. <laughs> now, the Browns did this when Sashi Brown is yep. running the Browns. They did it. Yep. They drafted number one overall, Miles Garrett, Baker Mayfield. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to draft number one overall this year and probably next year as well. They traded Yannick and Gokwe for about $0.60 cents on the dollar to the Vikings, which makes the, him and Daniil Hunter. Gosh, that's Can I interest you in yeah, that? I think that'll probably be pretty successful. And they waived Leonard Fournette today. Now, Fournette is, you know, he's not, they said they Marone, in fact, said we couldn't get anything for him. Couldn't get a fifth, couldn't get a sixth, which made it seem very personal, and it probably is. Um, but it's the same GM who's been drafting since 2013. He's botched all of this. Um, for all of the talk of the Bears for Trubisky, botching Trubisky at number two, the Jaguars took a running back they didn't need at four overall, and they had three years of Blake Bortles. Yeah. I mean, that's the Deshaun Watson draft. That's the Pat Mahomes draft. And they passed. But they are putting themselves in position to draft Trevor Lawrence number one overall. Now, I do think this is important. I tweeted this out earlier today. Trevor Lawrence's hero is Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning went back for his senior year. Some yeah. think in part because who was going to get him number one overall in that yeah. draft. So just be aware of the possibility of that. If he doesn't want to play in Jacksonville. Although, if they pick yeah. number one overall two years in a row, Right. won't matter. That's very true. Although,
2: Peyton could say, hey, well, look, my brother did this. He just said, I ain't playing there. Yeah, he could do that, he could, too. He could also do that. Um, you never know what motivates a human being. And I think a lot of us will assume stuff. A lot of people assumed I was going to leave early. Um, I didn't I didn't want to leave college. And looking back, I was thrilled with that decision because the NFL is not as fun as college. The paychecks are great. But college it's still personal. It's still your boys. Like you're still it's that team stuff, right? Like yep. that's the biggest thing between college and pro like college, like you still do that mental toughness team stuff where you're all going through crap together. Remember the many times me and Marcus would just talk trash about Luke, say how we hated him, you know, all this, he's too hard on us, all this stuff, and you know, now Marcus can't can't get away from him. Um, you know, but like you appreciate those lessons looking back, but in the moment, like those are the fun parts, going through the grind with the guys and doing all that. Like in the NFL Bro, it's it's fifty three individuals in different areas of life, right? Like it's not the same. Like Tom Brady can try to relate, but Tom Brady knows music that a lot of these kids are thinking are super throwback. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. he's in there with twenty one year olds. Tom's four. It's and that's not, and that's the extreme case. But like even when I first came in, I, like you look at other guys like Leonard Little, and they're like, I'm like, what are you doing this weekend, man? What do you mean? What am I doing this weekend? I got, I got the kids, bro. Like I'm going yeah. home. I'm having dinner. I'm with my family, right. oh, all right, yeah, okay, <laughs> you know, like right. it's so different. Um, and Trevor's engaged; he's getting married. He's a ma- you don't know where his mindset is with all that. Maybe he's yep. thinking, you know, what I want to be a f- three-time All-American at Clemson. Maybe I want to have a legacy so rich here as a three-time national championship winner that no one can touch. You know, maybe
0: that's what I want to do before I go on to the NFL. Some kids, you never that. know. Manning saw it that way. Eli played all the t- the, the four years at Ole Miss. They, th- those things can. Andrew Luck did it as well. All of them, and Luck and, and Peyton certainly would have been the number one overall pick had they come out when they were first eligible. One last thing on this. Think about how fast life comes at you. Two years ago, the Jacksonville Jaguars played in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. It was the 2017 season, but it was in two- January of 2018. Jacksonville played in the AFC Championship game. They were up 17-10 to 10 going into the fourth quarter at New England.
2: Yeah. All game, those guys all are gone. Handle. Yep. They're all gone. Yeah, I mean, the list, and here's the list. I mean, the, the six straight picks in the top five, Justin Blackman, who I loved. I was off. Luke yeah. Jokel, Blake Bortles, Dante Fowler, Jalen Ramsey, and Leonard Fournette. Well,
0: Ramsey's a stud.
2: Not on the team, though. No, it's okay I know, if they're a stud, right. but if yeah, you're but you, a stud, they you, they you gotta, better you keep, them keep, in keep them, them. Your, in your organization. Yeah. Your organization, yeah. none of those guys wanted to stay there. Some you you pushed out, and none of the others didn't want to play there.
0: Yeah, it'd make you 'd have to question what what exactly are we doing here? Um, all right, the Browns had a scrimmage at first Energy Stadium yesterday. I was lucky enough to be there.'ll uh, i give you some of the some of the feelings on that and some of the things that you saw just from a stadium perspective because I think it's a, a harbinger of things to come with the NFL. We get to that coming up next Bishop Melor's right here on the fan. Hey there friends, Bo Bishop here and the Hoops action is heating up and Tipico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cashback in the industry with up to 5% cashback on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet 25 bucks. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code THEFAN100. Must be 21 or older. Physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800- Gambler.
1: Say yourself a Buckeye fan, you've come to the right place. This is your heritage sports talker and home of Ohio State Athletics, The Fan, fan. Ohio's sports destination. <sniffs> it's first Friday somewhere. That's a big sense of freedom. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis.
0: So I was fortunate enough to uh, be able to take the boys, uh, the blonde and I, took the boys to the Browns scrimmage yesterday at First Energy up in Cleveland, and um, it was it was such an interesting thing because very they were smart to this, and I guess as this happened around the league, is they wanted to give a, a kind of a run through for the workers at the stadium and the team mm-hmm. officials, and just yeah. this is what it's going to be like, and it was pretty surreal. To drive right to the stadium. Like, if they had if they had done a scrimmage for full fans, there would have been 45,000 people there. Right. Uh, this year, there might have been 70. If there was no preseason games, there might have been 70,000 people there. Um, but it was surreal to drive down to the stadium up there on the lake, park right across the street, walk into the stadium, and what they did is they had... Um, it's, Seats were roped off. Like you had to sit. So it was. There were five of us, but the five of us couldn't sit together. So there was like four and two in these kind of uh, strategically located around the stadium, to where you were really not within six feet of anybody. And my hunch is that's what's going to happen when we, if we have fans in the National Football League, is that right. they will essentially they rope off the seats. So there's just no way for you to sit in them. Um, and so I, my guess is that's what it what it's going to look like. They piped in the crowd noise, which they're going to do. The NFL, I read in Football Morning in America, the NFL has gone through well, four years. Been doing
2: that for years. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> right. Brady threw, threw that out about that. that. Indy, too. Yeah, Brady yep. threw that out Friday with Indianapolis. But um, they will pipe. So the NFL Films has four years of stadium-specific sound that they can pipe in so that it matches uh, what it sounds like when they played games. So there will be a hum in there and those type of things. It was interesting, and it was. Um, I'm glad they put the noise was a little too loud. They they had it a little too hot. I think they were trying to simulate like Baltimore what it would be like. Um, yeah. But I will say that it was eerily. It's eerie to be in a place and it be quiet.
2: I got a question. Is this a sliding scale? Like you know, because um, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. If if this is you know week 16, uh, you know. A team that's four and ten 49ers yep. against you know three and eleven Rams in St. Louis. We, we <laughs> right. shouldn't be piping in any noise. No so, noise. Yeah, that's true. I'm that's just solid. wondering yeah. if this is a sliding scale. Right? Uh, is it going to be really accurate that? early yeah. on? Okay, guys. You know, it's kind of like a Madden rating how it changes throughout the year. I think the yeah. league needs to have a realistic noise level. Like you're only allowed to turn it up to this loud if your team sucks. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think it is too. You know, like um, seriously, like if Jacksonville. They shouldn't have any. Nope. No crowd noise allowed to be pumped in. Dead silent, I think, like a, like a low-level high school game.
0: I, I think the NFL, it's going to start out, and then I think it's going to be really interesting which teams have culture going forward, because as, the things you're talking about, the four and elevens, those type of teams, that's going to be tough sledding. That's going to be very, very tough sledding. Oh, bro, the um, guys of state still stay, to bo- stay bought in with all yeah. this. Uh, yeah. As for the actual scrimmage, so it was first-team offense, second-team defense, vice-versa. Um, the They only really got two series each. Uh, on the second series, the first-team offense scored. On both series, the second-team offense scored on the first-team defense. Case Keenum led two long drives, including a, a deep ball to David Njoku, which uh, picked about 60 yards. Was um, that, a, was was that a coverage bust, or was that a... Coverage bust. Total bust. Yeah, he was running by himself. It was a total coverage bust. You say, well, how's a coverage bust happening on the first-team defense? Well, who who is the first-team defense? Right. I mean, Miles Garrett didn't all the play. the yeah. Kevin Johnson is out. Grant Delpit is out. They both would have been starters in the secondary. Um, Mac Wilson is out. So, what – B.J. Goodson didn't practice. So, that in terms of just – their defense has been decimated by, by now, How many
2: of those guys are going to be back, you know, week one? That's the issue, is that Some, uh, you know as fans, we can say,
0: like, there are reasons,
2: but fans don't want to hear the excuses. So, you know, week one, all Browns fans are going to see – is a starting unit out there, and they'll have some realization. Like, there's a reason. Like, we would be better with Grant Delpit. But the, pro- the thing of the NFL is, you got to find a way to win. So, yes, it's the coach's job now to get those guys coached up. Okay, well, why'd you bust? Because we can't have that come week one. Can't happen. No. It.
0: Agreed. Yeah, the, the the busted coverage can't happen week one. Um, you know, there were some headlines that the first team offense wasn't sharp. They they were trying to do some kind of tricky things. They ran like a reverse with Jarvis that threw he threw it back to Baker and Baker dropped it. And so, like, I don't know if you'd run that against Baltimore.
2: You know, Why, in, in the, in the, let me ask you a question. Yeah, what's your thought as as a, as a guy who's around that team all the time? Yeah, you have this is your is this this is their dress rehearsal, right? Um, yeah. Or the, yeah, yeah, it's the so, only one they're going to get. Yep, yeah, so. If it tells you they're having the practice trick plays, a couple things come to my mind. If you only have two drives with an offense, your first team offense against a second team defense, yep. I'm thinking, you know what, we've had limited time. Let's run our bread and butter stuff and make sure that we're really on top of it Yeah. in this situation. right? The stuff that is our week one install, let's get after it. Because that's the stuff that we're going to live on throughout the early parts of this season. That's my first instinct, and my second instinct says if you're working on multiple trick plays, maybe you feel like you're going to need them to steal points early on. I, I like think maybe, both of those maybe you are very valid a points. Little, you yeah. know, like you're maybe a little behind. Not to raise any panic flags or anything, right? And like sound the alarm, but I just think maybe you're a little behind to where you're like, you know what? There might be a situation early on where we need a couple of trick plays. Steal a touchdown here and there, and then let our defense kind of hold the lead and let our ground game hold the lead.
0: I don't know. Yep. I'm just. I, my... I think it's a, those are astute observations. I think they are behind. Uh, I did think. I mean, Baker was 11 of 14 for 156. He was sharp enough. I think they. I think the biggest challenge. I know we're up against it, so I'll just make this quick. The biggest challenge for Kevin Stefanski will be keeping all of that talent happy, because I yeah. think what he would like to do is run it about 65 percent of the time with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Well, you know who doesn't want to do that. I do, yeah. Odele but Odele Austin Odele Hooper Odele Odele didn't Odele play Delewine for the Odelewine. offense either. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, no. He and Jarvis, you know, I, Jarvis to a lesser extent, but and, and they both have looked great. You're not um, paying me to block he out here, coach. No. No, so that he will have some challenges there. I think that that is to be expected. Um, all right, coming up now. Hey there friends, Bo Bishop here and the hoops action is heating up and Typico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games, earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cashback in the industry with up to 5% cashback on your bets. Sign up now enter the promo code the fan 100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet 25 bucks. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code the fan one hundred must be twenty-one or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Next, where are we now in the Big Ten? Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, we know that Zoom meetings are taking place. Will they amount to anything? We get to that coming up next. Bishop and Laurenitis right here on the fan.
1: Two men complaining about first world problems.
0: You're not getting the point, kid. This is Bishop and Laurenitis. It's tricky, man. It, it's a it's a really tricky spot. It's a it's a situation with the Big Ten where they they canceled at a time where there was no reason to cancel. They certainly should have certainly without without an answer to what it was going to look like. There was just no reason to do it when they did it. None. Uh, yep. They could have played this out another two weeks. We're like we're over almost three weeks since they did it. Yeah. Uh, it was three weeks ago Tuesday when they did it. Um, they, they could have still allowed these kids to practice. They could have pushed back the start of the season. Um, they could have done all of these things, and instead they canceled. They canceled without any sort of plan for what it was going to realistically look like. Um, if it was going to be a spring season, then what when? What spring? Uh, they did so without communication, without showing their work, without giving reason. All the while, as science has come around a little bit, Right. You've got yep. these tests now that are the saliva test that is quick that can be identified very quickly that that is that is out and and becoming available. Um, honestly, even the testing that that I know that the that the Browns are doing is pretty quick. It's twenty four hour turnaround, and yeah. you have it. Um, and Ohio State was doing that anyway, and you could have done it in the other sports. Um, and so they've done all of that, and now they you have this situation where. Coaches go on a zoom meeting and athletic directors go on a zoom meeting on a friday, and there becomes hope again of playing and when I hear this notion of the big Ten playing at the end of november i the, the I, it's pretty simple my reaction it's why why what what <laughs> yeah how's that any better why if you're going to play at the end of November then just play in october i, I don't there's understand no reason that. that what's the difference
2: right i i <sighs> I do think there is testing available right now. Um, like you said, the Browns are using 24 hours now. The Abbott test, I guess, it won't be clear till end of October or mid October. I guess I heard. I don't know. Maybe it's wrong. I don't know. Everything, everything you read online, I guess you take it with a grain of salt. But
0: no, it's all uh, true. There's uh, no bots. So,
2: uh, yeah, there's no, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: no bots. It's all true. No, nope. not everything at all. you read is true.
2: Um, so I think you know. That is the first question, is why? If you weren't confident with where we were at the time when you canceled, it looked like cases were plateauing. Since then, at least in the state of Ohio, they've started to dip a little bit. Um, I don't know. I'm ignorant to the rest of the states in the Big Ten. Um, I, I I don't know what is going to be – like. For instance, here's the other thing you're running into. Most of these institutions are bringing their kids, um, are basically saying, yeah, stay home for Thanksgiving and then don't come back till after the new year. You know, yeah. like we're going to go virtual then, in the expectation of another spike. Like, that's the thing is that people, scientists expected this second wave to be in the winter. Um, and then you know you've I've read quotes from from places that said that this really is still part of the first wave. You know, it's just one big long wave, um, and that, you know it, it's not. This isn't the second wave early. This is just the first big long wave. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what which one is true. But what leads you to believe with the flu coming out? You know, the flu kind of spiking back up come winter and colds and all that. How is it going to be easier for you to decipher? what's yeah, – it's going to be testing and all that, but you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a heightened sense, I feel like. You know, like, you know what? Like every single year you play through a cold, multiple colds. Yeah. I mean, sure. my goodness, it's impossible not to. Uh, we're still trying to find a cure for that. Um, but, you know, like, every single year there, you're going to have to go to a practice where you can't breathe through your nose, where you're doing snot rockets out, you know, move your chin strap so you don't snot rocket on your chin strap, <laughs> boom, blow it on the turf, right. keep rolling. Like, that's – okay. What about this year? You see a dude snot rocketing on the field? What's your thought? Let's go double t- check him, test him again like I just I don't yeah. understand how November makes sense like you're saying Thanksgiving off the okay, so now you're still dealing with the issue that North Carolina's doing right now. no students on campus football so you're gonna bring all sports back for competition when all the students are told to go home and stay home. That's right. I mean, after you've
0: cashed their checks. So
2: initially, yes. By the way. So initially, I, I'm thinking to myself, and Ohio State's cases are up. I saw that. You know, they're up as expected. There's, there's nothing groundbreaking here. It's how do you respond to it? Can you stop, the, you know, a bigger outbreak? Um, I, so when I first heard the news, as we were getting off air on Friday, I'm like, okay, you know, it's exciting. And then I sat there and I thought, okay, who's meeting? Who was meeting on that call? The coaches, right? Yeah. Coaches didn't cancel the season, guys. So you can no. get all fired up. You can high five. Yay! We're back. We're gonna do it in November. No, I will get excited when I hear Big Ten presidents because the reality of it is the coaches don't have the say, guys. Coaches do not have the power or the pull. They can get together and present it to the presidents. Hey, guys, here's what we want. Guess the presidents to say. Oh, that's cute. Thank you. We're gonna keep moving forward with our decision. It's the presidents. They are the ones that are in charge, not the coaches. And I know a lot of the coaches sometimes think they want to be in charge and they run the school. And I'm sure a lot of them are fired up because they're realizing we actually don't run the school. Yep. But the more I thought about it was because I was getting optimistic. I was getting super excited. Like, oh, man, I hope this happens. I had a lot of conversations about it over the weekend. And then I kept going back to, but the coaches didn't cancel the season. If it was up to the coaches, we'd be playing still. If it was up to the ADs, I believe we'd still be playing. It would have been delayed a couple of weeks. Yeah. But can we get the real decision makers – the presidents, the chancellors, and the commissioner. Can we get them on a Zoom call? If they're on a Zoom call, and it's brought out, or or and it's funny because like I heard uh, Maddie Ice and Rothman saying this, bud. They're saying, "Well, what we need today this is on Friday," and I totally agreed with them, but I was laughing because I'm like, "Come on, man, you know better than that." But like Maddie Ice was saying, what we need today is a statement from the Big Ten saying, "You know what? We we are reconsidering." We you know with with new information we are reconsidering and we are talking about on november like gene said yeah we're you know a lot of options are getting discussed and then more reporting came out where it's like you know what really the january thing is still the the favorite but i'm like i was like yeah that'd be nice you know what any statement from the big ten would be nice
0: maddie (laughs) you know like i agree well they did put the one out that said the one on thursday where they said we're not we took we went through great consideration we're not changing anything that was Thursday,
2: yes, but this is Friday. Was like said, the right. Zoom
0: call of the yeah. coaches, and and I agreed with Maddie. Like a,
2: a really well-run organization, when something hits the, the the Twitter waves like this, right? Or like the, it wasn't just Twitter. It was really highly respected um, reporters, you know, mm-hmm. that cover the game of college football. Once you see that start floating around, it takes very little effort for a PR person. I agree with Maddie to be like, and a well-run organization would say this report is false or this report is true. Like, yes, we are discussing multiple different options. That is one of the options. It's not the favorite. There is no favorites. We're discussing a lot of options. That's all you have to say. But the big 10 likes to go with the other route and just be like, we're just going to pretend like nothing's happening and be silent here. Um, I don't know how you felt about it, because as the day went on, I, and I'm sure you got asked about it a ton, like you uh-huh. think they're really playing, you sure. think they're really playing, and I kept yep. saying, for what? Unless they're going to have a chance to play for a national t- championship, for what? It works for the other schools, not named Ohio State, because there's not another national championship contender in our conference. So it works for them, but unless unless we think that the college football playoffs going to vote us in at 4-0 versus a, I don't know, a 9-1 Notre Dame team. I mean, there's so many scenarios, you know, like – I was, I mean, who do you vote in, Bo? Like, if you have a 9 1 Notre Dame or 10 1 Notre Dame, that's the ACC champ, but they lost to Clemson in the regular season. So both those teams are, you know, one loss, but they basically beat each other in the yeah. ACC title. Who are you voting in? Over 4 0? I test? Yeah. Well, they have a lot of talent and they're 4 0. I mean, what? I don't think a- Justin's
0: field is playing in any of it. So, yeah. you know, I don't know that, I don't, why in the heck would he play at the end of November? I know well, I, it's just frustrating because I'm like These I want to get man. I want to get excited. No, I don't blame it.
2: I do. I want to be like the fans and I want to get excited. I want to get pumped sure. up because I want football. But when you take a deep breath and you actually sit and you start to to think and be like, okay, who's really in charge? The presidents have they met on a Zoom call? Not to our knowledge, it was the coaches. I know the coaches want
0: to play. I damn sure hope the coaches want to play. <laughs> right? So yeah, for sure. I mean, let's I go through a checklist. That. I, 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 a couple of things I wrote down there. You, you brought up a lot of good points. Number one, I believe, and I'm not—I I did not go to Johns Hopkins, okay, state school, yes, non-non-doctor, okay. But I can read stuff on, on 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 the line. I do think it's probably safest now for the Big Ten to play football more yes. than it will be in the winter. Yes, I think it's safer now, mm-hmm. okay, because basically what you're banging on the winter is vaccine. And and maybe science will come along that. Maybe. But I, don't, I think it's safer now. And beyond just COVID pandemic, it's safer for a player to take on the physical abuse now than it would be to do it in January, Yes, which we've talked about, but others sometimes ignore. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, the amateurism is easier to get, be accomplished now. And you say, well, why, Bo? Well, I'll tell you why. Because if you're going to play football in the fall in Ohio... It's very easily to also play outdoor the other sports that go in the fall in Ohio, like soccer, yeah, field hockey, the rest of those things, men's women's soccer, all that stuff, all that stuff is out. That's out, Those are outdoor sports. They can be done in the fall. Golf can be done. All of it. I think golf's in the spring. Whatever the spring, whatever the fall sports are, you can do them in the fall. What are you going to do with men's and women's soccer in November through January? Are you going to dome them? Right. Are you going to take those teams to Indianapolis and Minneapolis and Detroit? And dome them, so the amateurism is easier now. Anyway, the SEC, ACC are, they're doing conference only schedules to keep up the facade of amateurism. That's how important it is, guys. Yep. <laughs> for all of the talk of, for, for all of the ignoring of that, understand that those conferences are playing the non-revenue sports because they have to. Okay. Yep. Number three, I don't think you can walk this back without firing Kevin Warren. Now, I, I don't totally think agree. he's, I don't think he's as responsible as he's been made out to be. Right. I don't think he was an advocate for athletic directors, but I also think that he just did what the president's wanted. That's that's my view of it. Okay? He can be a scapegoat here. He can be. You could fire him. You'd be you'd be admitting a big mistake. It's okay. You can do it. You could fire him. But I don't think you can bring a season back without firing him. And the last thing I would say on this, you will not see anything done here until major donors and boosters put pressure on presidents to play Major donors and boosters in order for them to do that have got to be willing to either withhold money or write bigger checks. Considering where we are in this country from the economic uncertainty, the people who can write those big checks, how willing are are they, do you think, to do that now? I, I think they're very I think everything's really tight right now. Most people that I know who are ultra successive successful rather are being very conservative right now with yes. their money. Yes. So too many unknowns right now. You too to many unknowns. throwing money at a Absolutely. Big Ten football. So the idea that a hey hey I'm gonna I'm gonna pull back the, the more likely is I'm not giving you any I'm not going to give you this hundred million until you get back on the phone phone with the rest of the Big Ten and and get football back. Those conversations aren't really happening right now. Yeah. Not not yeah. at the highest level. So those are the things. Those are the hurdles. And those are the realities as I see them. There's and probably more.
2: Yeah, there's probably more. But it, it all comes down to the why. Why would you play then?
0: And why not earlier? You had everything. This goes in place. to my first. The fir- frustrating thing First Bo- two points. It's safer now, I do believe. And the amateurism is much easier to handle now than it will be then. And I
2: don't understand. Here's the other thing. I believe the Big Ten was the most structured. And well organized with protocols for testing and all the rest than any other conference, and yet we pulled back and shut down first. When you look around, ACC has no guidelines for everyone. SEC has different guidelines. I mean, you have. I did see the ACC was practices. going to three
0: tests a week, is what they're they're Finally going to, now. Finally. Like, yeah. right. I
2: mean, that's. Big Ten had these things a month ago when they put Absolutely. their protocols in place. Absolutely. You know? Yep. They were leading the way on that, so you were the most organized. And then you shut it all down anyway. Yep. And I'm like, you had it For, all in place, Bo. It's not like they weren't in place and they panicked and like, we don't have enough protocols. We gotta shut-. You had no, they everything had set up. You were the they most
0: organized. Them. No question. Yeah. They, there's, there was no reason to do it when they did it. And that's, that's the thing that's going to hang over them was the rush to make that decision. Um, that being said, it's not all rosy on the other side of this incredible rash of players sitting out at Power 5 schools. You hope that these things get sorted out but they are running out of time. Plus, note Hey there friends, Bo Bishop here and the Hoops action is heating up. Antipico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cashback in the industry with up to 5% cashback on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code the FAN 100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet 25 bucks Down- Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code THEFAN100. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dame with its plan for playing in front of fans. We get to that coming up next. Bishop and Lauren Knight is right here on The Fan.
1: Head to 971thefan.com to listen on demand and subscribe to all our podcasts. Wasting time has never been easier. The Fan, Ohio sports destination a linebacker, and a man of leisure.
0: This doesn't even make sense.
1: You're listening to Bishop and
0: Laurenitis. So, as of now, the SEC, the Big 12, the ACC, Notre Dame, the Power 5 conferences, along with Notre Dame, have done what we thought the Big 10 should have done, which was just wait and just see what just play this along. Kick the can down the road a little bit. No reason to make rash decisions at this point. Um, I would I would caution you, though, because there, you hear a lot of, well, they're going to play. Well, they're planning on playing, but that doesn't mean that there aren't roadblocks along the way. And we saw last week with LSU where they had four linemen total. Not enough to play a game. Like, if that happens the week of the opener, obviously they're not going to be able to play. And what does that look like? And is that viewed as success? 16 Auburn kids are out of practice. 16. Uh, Tennessee had to cancel practice on Friday because of an outbreak. So there are still the the hurdle of the pandemic, the virus. It's all still there. It's just a matter of what can you play through. What are you willing to play through? That will be the that will be the question for those schools. Can you play if you have thirty kids on the team that are that are free of COVID? Can you are you going to play a game? Yeah, I,
2: that is it. Right? Is is what are you willing to play through? What are you willing to? Um, you know, the, the, all these colleges are testing, so you're getting a lot of asymptomatic positives back, which is, I think, a good thing to know. I, the, the data out there is still questionable um, because when I look at that, Bo, I, I think to myself, okay. High schoolers, I'm assuming there's plenty of high schoolers who are playing asymptomatic.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, yeah. They're
2: still misinformed, not misinformed. I guess it's non conclusive whether asymptomatic people can actually spread the virus, whether that's rare or normal. Depends on what you read, who you read. Mm-hmm. And as you like to say, these are doctors practicing medicine. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you want a Debbie Downer, there's a case in Nevada or somewhere where a guy retested positive for a different strain of COVID. His body built up antibodies to the first strain and did not protect right, him from the I second strain. Jeez. And somehow they contracted because of the gen- genetic material in the virus that one came from Asia and the other came from, like, Australia. Like, what? So, like, this thing is mutating like every disease. And there's different strains of different outbreaks. It, c- it continues to change. So the antibodies like it's why the vaccine won't be 100% slam dunk. I mean, you heard Dr. Fauci like a week ago say that he'd be thrilled with anywhere from 50 to 70% efficacy and the mm-hmm. but more, but expects it but to be like more in the 40s. And you're like okay, well 40s better than 0, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> right? So right. but again, like it all comes down to what until we find out like for certain whether and I'm not even sure it is going to be very black and white. Maybe asymptomatic spread is very rare, but in the rare cases it does, it's somebody else's weak immune system. And then, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, like, I said, I'm not a doctor, so I can't pretend to play one. All I know is that whenever there's not consensus on something like this, it's very difficult to figure out what's the best decision, right? Because if, if, if these kids who have tested positive, for instance, down at Auburn, right, they had... um they're down 16 players when practice resumes tomorrow. Uh, they already canceled practices last week. Tennessee um, canceled practice on Friday due to a few more positive tests. So, are those positive symptomatic tests or are those asymptomatic tests? Um, to where got you know what I mean? So, I, I'm trying to figure yeah. out because I'm assuming we had we have people all over this country playing high school football asymptomatic, and we need some kind of realization are they Are they spreading it while asymptomatic? Because I don't know if they are or not. I, and I'm not sure we really know as far as a collective scientific community. I'm not sure they know whether asymptomatic is normal to pe- – I don't know. I think it's we're, – we're still learning about this thing. But I'm saying all this because if, if these Auburn kids – if 12 of these 16 players are asymptomatic, right, or even 14 out of 16, and they have no symptoms but yet they're positive, and we find out that it can't – you know, that it's very rare to spread it that way, then I'm saying play. Mm-hmm. Play. Play you 14 asymptomatic if you don't have if you don't have shortness of breath if you don't have right if you don't have any symptoms and you think you're 100% normal then go play if it's
0: rare but i don't know no, no, and I don't. No, no, I don't either. And it, it, you know, from a just to think of how surreal this is. So we're we're not playing. There's really no plans to play at any point in the fall. Um, the Big Ten, pretty pretty strong. And Teddy Greenson will join us shortly on that, and he'll have a much yeah. better feel in terms of where it is. He's the best when it comes to the Big Ten and its thinking. Uh, but Notre Dame's going to play, and they're going to play two weeks from Saturday. They will play at home. They will do so against South Florida. They will do so in front of 20% capacity. Uh, they will do so with no tailgating. They will do so with no fans outside the facility. Uh, they will do so with the priority of the tickets going to students that if the students want to go, they can. And they will do so with, um, with, with parents and, and that will, will make up the crowd. That will make up the 20%. That's two weeks from Saturday. Now they're a private institution that is not a member of a conference that doesn't have to do what everybody else wants to do. They're not the state of Indiana. The governor has no say over them. They run it, and that's what they're choosing to do. And if you think this is bad now, you think it was bad watching Central Arkansas and Austin P Wait till you see them play South Florida in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, that is that is going to hurt
2: when you watch the big schools go out there and play. That like it's one thing to see the high schools and all that. Um, but and to be honest, the, even watching Austin P. in Central Arkansas, I didn't feel like it was like a socially distanced event because when you watch those games on a usually the real late night games, like they sound like they're empty anyway. The stadiums, <laughs> to be yep. honest, um, it'll be a little different when you see some of the bigger schools. But it's going to hurt when you see Notre Dame play and you see yep. like BYU and, and some of these teams play. Like I have every expectation BYU is going to play a full year if they can. Um, some of those schools, so it's 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 just frustrating. It's gonna be really frustrating if you see when you
0: when I believe you see Cincinnati play, and when you see oh, Youngstown yeah. State play. Yeah, um, are they getting real quickly? I want to get to Teddy, but are they is Cincinnati playing the non-revenues too? Uh, I believe so, but remember Cincinnati canceled back in like April
2: men's soccer. You remember that? Oh like, yeah,
0: they got rid of the sport. Yeah, they got rid of men's right. soccer. Um. That's right. That's right. You okay. Know, Iowa's Interesting. Gotten so, rid of
2: three. I and I, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering at what point, like if you're running, like if you're running Ohio State and you're Gene Smith, or you're running Illinois, you know, or some of these. At what point do you realize, okay, we can't pay for these other sports anymore? Like Iowa went around and just cut, cut yeah. threes. I mean, you're talking I about a think proud, a proud swimming school too, as far as the amount of All Americans and the event, the inventors of the butterfly for crying out loud. I mean, I would have never tried the butterfly if it wasn't for Iowa. (laughs) <laughs> and by try, I mean in my own pool growing up. There's not a damn chance like I was doing organized swimming. Are you kidding me? I think the animal was interested in. Or-
0: hey there, friends. Bo Bishop here, and the Hoops action is heating up. And Typico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cashback in the industry with up to 5% cashback on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code, the FAN100, to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet 25 bucks. Download the Typico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code. The fan 100 must be 21 or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Can I swimming No, I don't. I don't. uh Let's get some real perspective on this. Teddy Greenstein will join us coming up next. Bishop and is right here on the fan.
1: Can't get enough Buckeyes? We've got you covered. The Buckeye Show. The Buckeyes show. show. Weeknights at 6. The fan, Ohio sports destination. A show that knows its limitations. You'll learn to control that. You're
0: listening to Bishop and Laurenitis. Well, Bishop James Laurenitis with you here on a Monday. Let's head out to the Bryan Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Teddy Greenstein joining us. Chicago Tribune. Teddy, breathlessly waiting for your next report of what's happening because I think you got the pulse on it, <laughs> unlike few. Um, where are we now, man?
5: Well, good to be uh, with you guys, man. Bo, I think we're um, in a spot where uh, we're going to get some more explanation soon. I sense that the league probably wants uh, people to know a little bit more about the vote. Um, I think we might get some more information because of that Nebraska lawsuit. So I think the league is kind of altering its communication plan, which for a long time was pretty much no communication. I mean, as you guys know, there the announcement on August 11th, and then there was nothing between August 11th and August 19th, and that's when, you know, so much momentum built in terms of wondering what the heck was going on. So I think we're going to, you know, get into a new era here soon where uh, the, the Big Ten is maybe defending itself a little more and, you know, says here's why we did what we did.
2: Teddy... Was there an actual vote? Because I mean, this has been—you have some presidents saying, or AD saying, "Well, I'm not even sure there was a vote." And then Nebraska's chancellor basically said, "No, yeah, there was a vote." Uh, it is kind of totally putting that. Was it? Was it like yay nay? You know, or was it more like, "Hey guys, let's have an open discussion, all of us, um, you know, and really let's talk and come to a general consensus on what's the best course of action."
5: Yeah, James, I think it was like, scratch your left nostril if you think we shouldn't (laughs) play, and wink (laughs) if you think we should. You know, it it has been baffling, and part of the frustration here is awful messaging and communication, not only outside the league, to, to media and fans who have been basically left in the dark on specifics, but clearly they didn't have good messaging within the league when you have, you know, the president of Minnesota saying what he did and the athletic director at Penn State, Sandy Barber, saying what she did. It just added to the confusion and the sense that the league really didn't know what it was doing. But I do believe there's a vote. I believe we'll we'll, um, have the result of that vote out before too long. Um, I believe it was quite overwhelming, but certainly not uh, unanimous. We all know there were a few teams that wanted to play football, but I do believe there was a vote, yes.
0: And, Teddy, when, you, when the response to that, um, the lawsuit was made, and there was the language in there about the damage that would be done if, the, if this was all made public, how do you read that?
5: Well, um, in, in terms of – I'm sorry, can you repeat that up? Well, just when they
0: when they, the the response from the from the Big Ten, you know, what the lawsuit gets made public, and they talk about the damage that would be done, uh, the the type of there were sources that said the damage would be done if that if that vote was made public, it led led me to believe that there are presidents who are misleading their constituents. Is what I thought very clearly. Yeah,
5: that's uh, that's an intriguing one, and I think just the way the league has always done it is you know, has never been questioned before. So. You know, there've been all these controversial, interesting decisions. Whether whether it was adding Nebraska or adding a Big Ten, you know, conference championship game. You know, then Jim Delaney did stuff that was less popular, legends and leaders, and moving the basketball tournament to New York City, Madison Square Garden. But there was never all that much controversy because I think everybody knew that Jim, you know, was in charge. He was there for 30 years, and if he recommended it, all 14, 12, 11, whatever the number of schools was. They were all just gonna fall in line. They were all gonna say, Yes, Jim Delaney, we trust this man, we'll do whatever he recommends. But when you have Kevin Warren, who's a new commissioner, and you have the most, you know, controversial, important decision in the history of the league, and then right after he makes the decision, you know, a bunch of teams say, Wait a second, you know, we weren't on board with this, I think that does lead to the feeling of we'd like to know what the vote is. And then the schools like maybe Ohio State which perhaps wanted to play football, I don't know, do they want it out there that they want to play football or, or, or do they want it out there You know, or do they want that hit? So it's so difficult right now. These presidents and chancellors are usually not on the firing line. Most fans have no idea even who they are except for their home school. So I think they've wanted the vote to be private so they can remain in the, in the background.
2: Teddy, yeah. do we know who was on the phone call for Ohio State? Because I know when the first like, Zoom call was happening, It was reported that Christina Johnson, who's going to be the president, wasn't on that call. Um, Was Ohio State? Then you have the questions of was Ohio State even represented? I'm assuming they were represented on on the big you know vote. You know you can't have a vote without Ohio State being in there. But there's been some local, I guess, and no answers to it of who was actually on that said call representing the school.
5: Yeah, that's a great question. I, I don't know the answer. I do believe I know the answer to um, what the vote was and I can't reveal it yet because it's still, uh, it's still off the record. Um, so I don't know specifically, but man, Gene Smith has come out really strong. I, I mean, he has come out incredibly strong in this and perhaps Ohio State at one point voted no football, but I, I think Gene Smith uh, was able to convince whoever was voting that, that he wanted football. And um, that just adds to the confusion in all this. Was there only one vote? Were there multiple votes? You know, there was a Sunday where things started to leak out. Dan Patrick said it was twelve to two, with only Nebraska and Iowa on the side of play to vote, um, vote to play rather. Then there was the report of you know eight to six. It definitely was not eight to six. They wouldn't have decided not to play football based on a vote that that narrow but um yeah Ohio state's a really interesting one here because we know how gene feels
0: Yes, yes, that's been made abundantly clear. Uh, Teddy Greenstein, our guest, Chicago Tribune, the very best in the business on the Big Ten, the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. A couple more minutes with Teddy. Um, All right, so where do we go from here? The the coaches have the Zoom meeting Friday. They say, you know what, we're going to try to play in November. Uh, My initial reaction to that isn't very complicated. It's just one word and it's why, because I don't understand how it's different to play at the end of November than it is to play at the beginning of October. Um, I don't understand, Teddy, how you're going to get around the amateurism of it. If you're going to play football in Dome, are you also going to play women's soccer in domes to get those seasons in? Uh, that, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, I don't know how they can change course without firing Warren, and I think he could be a convenient scapegoat for them, but that would be a pretty big admission and judgment there as well. I know I threw a lot at you, but those are just some of the many questions I have.
5: Those are great questions. Um, you know, in terms of non football, I think they can justify it basically just by saying, look we're losing so much money here. And unless it's football and men's basketball being played, then we're just losing more money and theoretically putting more athletes and coaches at risk. So they're not going to do any of those non-revenue sports. I also think the Thanksgiving thing makes basically no sense. Um, I think January makes some sense. If you could play six to eight games in January and February to satisfy your TV partners, make some money, um, you know, maybe even your draft eligible guys will will, will suit up at that point. Uh, I think the Big Ten has to announce within a couple of weeks some kind of schedule because if if Big Ten football fans, players, parents are watching Big Twelve, SEC, ACC games, they are going to just lose it. <laughs> so the Big Ten has to be able to say, hey. We we're playing it safe. There'll be better testing by the time January rolls around. We're going to play football, just not yet.
2: Teddy, real real quick from me, I I, I feel like that decision, while it all might it might be better for the conference, hasn't this kind of shined a bright light on the fact of it really is Ohio State and everybody else. And we're not saying that just because we're the local Ohio State show, but you think about it, like, Ohio State plays every single week with the idea of we're playing for a national championship. So for our fan base here, it's November doesn't make sense, and unless all five conferences are doing it in January and we have a chance at a title, January doesn't make sense. It's going to be JV, it's going to be Justin Fields gone, Wyatt Davis, you know, Sean. we can can list the guys that are going to leave. But for the rest of the conference, right? Like you don't go to Indiana into a season or Illinois or Northwestern thinking, "Oh, if we lose Saturday, guys, our our college football playoff hopes are over." So, it might be best for the conference, but it's not great for Ohio State at all.
5: It's a, it's such a great point, and right at this point, there's no way to satisfy Ohio State fans because. Right. They're not going to have a chance for the national championship unless this league completely flips around and says, OK, we're going to start playing October 7th and we're going to see if we can be included in this. Um, yeah, th- that's the problem. Uh, maybe 13 schools w- will have some level of satisfaction if their games in January and February and they can watch football on Saturdays and their doubleheaders and domes and at least there's something. Um, I do think it's a very interesting question about, you know, would Justin Fields and guys like that play? You know, when I've gotten into debates on sports radio and people say play in the spring, that's what I say. I say that you can't play in the spring. It's like what what you say or what Nick Saban said. It's JV football. It's not fair that the games count if Ohio State doesn't have its 15 best players su- suiting up. Would they have some of those guys playing in January and February? I would hope so selfishly as a fan, but I would totally understand it from their perspective if they didn't.
0: Folks, I just can't stress to you how good Teddy is. He is the best when it comes to the Big Ten. If you want to know what's going on, follow him, read him, go to the Tribune. Teddy, thank you so much. We appreciate you.
5: Oh, thanks for the kind words, James. Guys, uh, enjoyed it. Have a great day. He is the best.
0: He's Teddy Greenstein of the Chicago Tribune. He just has dialed in on it. And I think if you pay attention to the scores there, guys, (laughs) there's a pretty big nugget in the middle of that. Pretty big matzo ball right in the middle of that that you can. uh, Did you you hear him him say
2: Ohio State uh, didn't
0: want to play football at first, but Gene made his. The scores. The scores (laughs) are there. The oh. Hey there friends, Bo Bishop here and the Hoops action is heating up and Typico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cashback in the industry with up to 5% cashback on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet 25 bucks. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code THEFAN100. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call one 800-GAMBLER. We did You're not there.
2: have enough time. We could have kept going with Teddy.
0: Well, no. I, you did on three segments. You're right. Oh, right. boy. Unfortunately, we go from the sublime to the ridiculous. Chops is next thing or oh, not. Oh, damn. Think. Bishop and Lauren, I just on the fan.
1: The only radio station still operating with an active booze cart. I'm drunk right now. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. The Fan. Ohio Sports Destination. The classiest show on this station, which isn't saying much. This is Bishop
0: and Laurinaitis. I think Dan Patrick had it right. I think it was 12-2 in that vote. If there was an official vote, I think it was 12-2. And I'm not saying it was, oh, raise your hand and say aye. But right. I, my sense is it was that, that it was the original vote that Dan Patrick My My, my, my biggest
2: question years. all along has been, number one follow-up. When someone says, "Yeah, know, we're we're in favor of postponing the season, not canceling," right? Is well, what date did you want to postpone to? Should have been the next fall. To anybody who made this decision, because anybody who
0: said it, yeah.
2: Technically, we're postponed. Whether it's to Thanksgiving, whether it's to January, we're postponed. Cancellation means right. nothing until fall of twenty-one, which, which is, is where we right. ultimately may get to. And then the other thing that Teddy really hit me with: they're going to do what's best for the conference, not what's best for Ohio State. Yeah. So, what's best for the conference? Big picture is make television partners happy, recoup some money, um, and basically get some competition for our sports so that we don't fall way far behind. Ohio State, they'll be fine. They'll be in national championship yep. pitchers going forward. Their recruiting's great. They'll be good. But ultimately, let's make sure that we have our own small little season, and then we'll move on. Well, what about us, Coach? What about us over here? We, we had a national championship yep. team. Ah, Sorry, guys. We can't make you happy. But for the rest of right. us, nothing's really going to change. We We don't don't represent the majority. No, we don't represent the majority. We're the minority. Unless we had the stones to say, "Forget it and go play on our own." That's the only way. Then we're going to be. I thought that was very. I'm glad he said it because that's kind of how I felt without being able to. But you know what? Like no, no plan
0: is going to make Ohio State happy. Essentially, none. All right, go Chops, thing or not a thing. Bishop and Laurenitis. thing
1: or not a thing. All right, here we go.
6: Austin P. quarterback Jeremiah Oatesvall had seven punts and just 14 completions in their season opening loss to Central Arkansas. Thing or not a thing?
0: (laughs) Uh, Look, I I don't think anything that involves Austin P. and Central Arkansas is a thing. I didn't watch it. Um, That being said, seven punts and 14 completions is a pretty incredible stat line that's uh gosh you think so <laughs> i mean unbelievable that is wild um, that is a wild
2: stat line um whoo I, I i tried to watch some i told you it was not great ball and i was excited yeah. to watch because i wanted to watch a uh, snee play and oh, yeah. uh see what he was all about and just you know the one play that i watched before i kind of said i'm going to bed was tried to they tried to pitch it to him and the ball skidded between his legs and i'm like what is going on here it was a bad ball. It was, yeah.
6: The Miami Dolphins traded linebacker Raquan McMillan and a 2021 fifth round pick to the Las Vegas Raiders for a fourth rounder, according to reports. Thing or not a thing?
0: Uh. Well, Jerome Baker's still down there. Raekwon down there. Raekwon's a very good Buckeye, obviously. I don't know if it clicked the way that he thought it would in Miami. So maybe a breath of fresh air in the in the Vegas Heat will do him some good. We'll see. Uh, but in terms of shaking any sort of power, if if he's not a Buckeye, this is not a thing. So I'll go not a thing. Right. Um, I t- tell
2: you what is a thing is I think you know John Gruden was like oh, Damon Arnett. Let me go get another Buckeye. We got it. maybe yeah. that'd be great, right? Um, yeah. Look, it's gonna be a fresh start for him. Um, and what will be great for Raekwon is now you're in a dry heat, sir. You know, it's going to be still hot, but it's a dry heat. A dry so heat, camp yeah. will be a little, a little easier. I, I hope that Raekwon sticks because I love him. He's a great dude. Um, great kid, yeah. A great kid, uh, great leader. Um, so I, I hope it works out for him. Sports
6: Illustrated made a list of 12 teams that could win the Super Bowl. Chiefs, Patriots, 49ers, Saints, Seahawks, Ravens, Chargers, Eagles, Cowboys, Packers, Steelers, Bills. Thing or not a thing?
0: Well, two of these can't—the Chargers and Bills can't. So beyond, I'm trying to think who else I would add in this mix. Eagles can't. I don't think Eagles can. With I don't think the Eagles could. I don't know if the yeah. I don't, I'm not. I don't think the Cowboys could either. To be honest, I mean, I think it's more like Chiefs, Patriots, 49ers, Saints, Seahawks, Ravens, Steelers. I'd even take Patriots off the list. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. I, when I read it, I still, still thought Brady was there. Oh, yes, no. I would take Patriots, off the, Patriots off the list, Patriots off the list? Yeah, uh, I would take Patriots off that list, too. I'd take I Patriots, actually, Chargers, Eagles, Cowboys, Packers, Bills, all those off.
2: I'd take Chargers off. I think there's off, like five, six teams. Yeah. Eagles, Cowboys. I'd take the Packers off. I'd take... Uh, I Bills would put the off. Vikings on before some of these teams. I'd put the Vikings on, and I would put the Buccaneers on. How are you not going to let Tom Brady's team with the best wide receivers yeah, that he's ever that's had? That's a great dude? point. Um, what are you doing, SI? Anyway. What are you um, we doing?
0: Well, they're not SI anymore. It's a That's true. That's true. Far cry um, from what SI used to that's be. That's true. So
2: Seahawks and Steelers could get their stock boosted up because, I mean, Leonard Fournette, you don't think
0: he would help either of those teams? He, he's going to one of those. He has to, right? I mean, it makes all the sense yes. in the world. Yes. Him, the yes. Steelers, makes all the sense. Mm-hmm.
6: Last one this lead from the Athletic Seth Emerson. The best quarterback in attendance at Georgia's first preseason scrimmage wasn't on the field. Justin Fields stopped by Sanford Stadium oh on Saturday and watched at least some from the stands. Multiple people confirmed. Thing or not a thing?
7: Oh, my God. Jeez.
0: <laughs> oh, God. If he's there. Oh, boy, talk about setting off panic. Hey, no, Coach, you know what? If he can't play here, go play there, Justin. I'd absolutely. The go report back.
6: added that he's not interested in transferring, but the All lead right. doesn't say Sure. <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah. Like, what, if he what, wanted what? to transfer to LSU and Ohio State isn't going to play and the Big Ten doesn't have the guts to play, go ahead, Justin. Go transfer yeah. down there, and I'd root for him. Go do your thing, bro. Go do your thing. No, I um, – Not. a I mean, I'll say not a thing
2: because – He's from Georgia, just to be he's clear. From he's from Georgia. Yeah. Georgia. not yeah. a thing. Although it could cut turn into a thing real quick.
0: that's wild. That's a wild one. I don't know how I missed that. I missed that entirely. Um, Alright, we are as we mentioned, 10 days from NFL games, so we're going to go a division a day from now until the Thursday when they kick off between the Texans and the Chiefs. Up uh, first is... The- hey there friends, Bo Bishop here and the Hoops action is heating up. Antipico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cash back in the industry with a to 5% cash back on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code, the FAN100, to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet 25 bucks. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code, the FAN100. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. NFC West. We will hit the 49ers and the Rams. We will hit the Seahawks. We will hit the Cardinals. We'll get some experts' perspective. Give you some help with your fantasy teams, among other things. Have a little fun along the way. We will do that coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis, right here on the fan.
1: If the sound of another man slammed against plexiglass turns you on, you've come to the right place. Proud to be your home for Jackets Hockey. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Simultaneously passing the eye test, the smell test, and the ear test. Huge win.
6: That's a big win.
1: This
0: is Bishop and Laurinaitis. So this is a true story. I sent the show prep to uh, the rundown for the show and the show prep to Chops this morning. And he texted, and, and in the original show prep, we were going to do two-a-days. So we do two teams a day, um, in my head at least. We're gonna do two teams a day and get through the NFL quickly, have a little fun with it, and get through it. And then I got a text from Chops probably within seven or eight minutes, and he said, we got to do a whole division in a day because there's not enough days. And you realize how quick, it hit me, like how quickly this caught up to us. That yes. the NFL is ten days away, and that we've got to get through a division a day in order to do so. So we will do this in the, um, we'll do it uh, today in the ten o'clock hour. Tomorrow we'll probably do it, or today in the eleven o'clock hour. Tomorrow probably in the ten o'clock hour, and we'll go through an entire division. So we'll do two teams in each segment. We'll kind of give you a rundown of what their rosters look like, what their expectations are, and then we'll do kind of a combined categories thing at the bottom of that, where uh, we'll have a little fun with the two teams in the two locations of their of their of their uh, of the franchises. So we'll start in the NFL. West. We will start with the San Francisco 49ers, who are fittingly the defending NFC champions. Um, it is a, a system that felt a year ahead of schedule maybe, last year, that was kind of yeah. going nowhere, then all of a sudden got healthy, and all of a sudden got a defensive line that was unblockable with the addition of Nick Bosa. Um, it is a team, from a free agent perspective, got a big one, I think, in Trent Williams. That's a monster, monster signing mm-hmm. uh, for them. Uh, by all accounts, he looks great out there at left tackle, uh, going up against Nick Bosa every day, and looks great. In the draft, they added uh, another def- defensive tackle, Javon Kinlaw, to South Carolina. Uh, get a wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk, out of out of Arizona State. Uh, They do so because they lost to Forrest Buckner, who they traded uh, to Indy. So they basically just reinvested in the position right away. You know exactly what they're going to do. they lost Emmanuel Sanders. They lost Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, so they had to replace him. Um, They're going to run wide zone. It doesn't really matter who the running back is because it seems to not matter. Um, They are very good on defense. Very, very good on defense. Um, But the question I think when I think of them is, can you win it all with Jimmy Garoppolo? That's to me that's really it. Mm-hmm. I think you can.
2: If if you're able to like they were up last year in the Super Bowl, right? He's yes, one throw away. So I think they can do it. Um I think their ground game is filthy enough to where it reminds you of the Broncos, you know, with his dad. And you're like, Okay, you know, the difference with that Broncos team that got him over the hump is John Elway. <laughs> right? So yep. uh an all timer. But I think he can win it all. Um when you have Mostert and Coleman and they added Jarek McKinnon, you have guys in the backfield that can get it done. They do lose Matt Breda. Um, we mentioned they lost Emmanuel Sanders. They lost Marquise Goodwin as well. Um, so they've lost some guys. But this is a team that was 13-3 and three and yeah. dominated the Packers to go Bullied on. Bullied them. It. So this is a team that in the trenches, you're looking at them and you say, okay, they got better. They got better at left tackle. All right. They got Trent Williams. Okay. Uh, Mike McGlitchy at the right tackle is a dude. So they have like Tomlinson is a, is a big guard over there. Comes over from Detroit. So they have guys on the O-line and the system just works. Um, Jordan Reed, if he can not get tackled, you know, cause poor guys had seven concussions. So it makes you wonder why yeah. he's playing. But if he, Jordan Reed before he had all of those was absolute filthy at tight end, an absolute mismatch. Um, so that that is one, um, and and a guy that you pair him up with Kittle, and you're like, oh, goodness, they got something. But it's all going to depend on health. But the D-line, like you've said, when you lose to Forrest Buckner, who's a player, you go and fill him with Javon Kinlaw, who's damn near the same thing, and then you look at the linebacker core. When you go through the layers, I guess the only question is, does Richard have another year in him? Right, like Richard, mm-hmm. you can start to see some of the the age with Richard Sherman, but he's still great. I think he's savvy enough to really know what's going on. So, um, and then is where's their wideout production going to come from? Debo Samuel does it all for them, gets touches in, in multiple different ways. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is talented. I mean, really talented first round pick. So kind of unknown to people, I think across the country because he played at Arizona State. But um, and and he was overshadowed even by Nikhil Harry when he was there. Yeah. Um, So I I think it's all there for them to be great, and we'll we'll see if they're able to to kind of repeat that. Now a lot of pressure and a lot of tough stuff. I will say this: in a normal off season, Bo being the Super Bowl losers would really be a negative, you know, and weigh on you, but. Usually, that's because you know it's it's the mental aspect plus you know long season, short off season. These guys have all had a long off season, and no one's been really able to make up time. <laughs> you know, yeah. so you know when, when the guys who are able just to run it back with the same scheme, same coaches for a lot, most part, the same roster, I think are going to really benefit more than normal this off season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So and so as we get to the other team that we're talking about in this particular segment, it's the Rams because the Rams must must look upstate at the 49ers and say, wait a second, this was supposed to be us. Yes. Like, we got to the Super Bowl a year ahead of schedule. Now we're opening mm-hmm. our new stadium. Now is our time. This is supposed to be our time. We were supposed to be what the Chiefs are, perennial contenders for the Super Bowl, a long window, and the window seems to have opened and closed before anybody even knew it did. It's remarkable the exodus of players there. Uh, just this offseason, Cooks, Fowler, Roby Coleman, Zerline, Natson's a returner, but of course Gurley is the signature of this, that Todd Gurley is no longer there. They've gotten old. Um, they have gotten, um, they, they got old in a hurry. They got up against the cap in a hurry. They probably paid Goff, they, not probably, they paid Goff more and sooner than they needed to. And now it's a team that, although they went 9-7 and seven a year ago, which I don't know if people realize how close they were, that they didn't. Go nine and seven. Um, When you think about adding acres in the draft, that helps. But everything that San Francisco has, I think the Rams thought they were going to have.
2: I think so, too. And when you look at um, all these here, you, you say yourself, okay, Rams. They went all in. They were the they were the Blue Jackets a couple of years ago, where they yeah. traded for all those guys. When you talk about Marcus Peters and Akeem Talib, and they really said, "Hey, we're gonna go Brandon Cooks. We're gonna go all in for a little window and see if we can win it. Get a bunch of these stars in LA, and and you know get people in the stadium and get some excitement going. And it worked, but it wasn't sustainable." And so they really struggled on the offensive line. Look, their best player on the offensive line is their left tackle, Andrew Whitworth, who's in like year 28. I have no idea. Yeah. Andrew's been there forever. Um, so there's questions there. Um, running back Cam Akers is going to have to have a big you know year this year. He's filling in for Todd Gurley because he was sorely missed. When Todd's play went down, you really saw it. They still have I me. Mean, Cooper Cup's still great out there on the outside. Robert Woods, uh, talented. Defense will be all right with Aaron Donald always, you know, and Jalen Ramsey's a stud. Taylor Rapp is a really nice player for them, Um, and and uh, you know they they tried to go get Leonard Floyd to help on the you know play a little LB for them. But really, man, when you look at it, you 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 got a team right now that's that's searching, and they got a new D coordinator. Um, They're trying to figure out kind of what they are. New uniforms, which are. I don't even want to go there. But um, they <laughs> the are The helmets
0: do look good in the stadium. The helmets the look great, but it, yeah. it does If blue you just good. had
2: the damn horn be normal and not broken right.
0: up. Yeah. Uh, you know, a broken but broken right. horn is never a good Sorry, I don't, you don't a when, you,
2: when a ram in the nature has a broken horn, he's not going to lead with it and go attack no. and dominate. So No, he's not. I don't know what we're doing here. I
0: don't what know what we're. Symbol doing there? we're, we're, sand? S- we're They're going you're going to open that stadium in Sand uniforms. Bone. It's called Bone. Bone, sorry. Yeah. Bone. Bone.
2: Bone. You might as well oh, name yeah. it sand. I think I'll uh, name it bone because it looks like sand. Like don't no think uh, of a rammed, ram ram horn. Anyway, I'm yeah. Digress. So yeah, they're they're, they, in a, they're in a world of trouble.
0: Yeah, they are. They are. And and so let's hit the categories. Hit it chops. Just a couple here. We'll do both teams at one time. Uh, a little fun and a little serious in terms of where these teams are. So let's just start with a fun one. Could you live here or vacation here or never want to go there ever? L.A. and San Francisco. Yes. Yes, yes,
2: yes. You could live there. You could vacation there. Um, you better get your 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 money up. You know, you better get your. You gotta, be, worth wealthy. Up. You you gotta, gotta be, be wealthy. You gotta be wealthy in both places. I think to, um, f- to make a g- real go of it. Yeah, you can't even be rich and live there. You gotta be wealthy. No, no, no. There's no. a difference. Wealthy. There's yeah. a difference
0: to really um, live the way you want to. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So I think that's the. That's the thing is that, like, whenever we played out in San Fran, what is that candlestick? It was absolutely amazing. Um, my last year at the Rams, we played at Seattle, and then at San Fran, we stayed in Napa Valley and trained at the Raiders facility there. You there. Go. And uh, just was, was week 17. You knew you weren't making the playoffs. So, yeah, I'll take a, a bottle of wine tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> so, you know, you move on.
0: Um, then in L.A., sure. I mean, what are we talking about? Manhattan Beach? Let's go. Yep. Yep. Both these are great. They're great places. Um, do we like the quarterbacks?
2: I can say I like, them, I, yeah. I like them. I don't love them. I like them. Um, I don't love them. I think that
0: which both... one do you like better, Jimmy G? Yeah, that's a bad deal. If you're the if you're the Rams, that's a bad deal.
2: And the thing that's is, is that G's. they're both. I feel like they're both. Their best years have been when their running games are strong and they can operate yep. out of the system. Can either of them say, "Hey, this is my evaluation of a, of a quarterback"? Is our run game ain't getting crap today? Can you lead us? Yep. Like, I don't need it every week from you, but can you go out there and get us three seventy in the air and get the job done? Drew Brees can, Matt Stafford can, Tom Brady can. Like, can you go do that for us? Aaron Rodgers yep. can. When everything? You know what we. Coach, all week we scripted the run plays. We work. Well, s- screw it. Screw it. We can't
0: run today. All right. Their run defense is too good. Can you go win it for us? I'm not sure either can. All right. Final one. It's a four. You have four choices on each team Super Bowl, playoff, road to nowhere, or tank. Those are the four, right. th- four things that you have to choose from in terms of expectations of what these two teams are. Niners, Super Bowl. Rams, I
2: think internally they think they're a playoff team. I'm going to go road to nowhere. I think they're actually flirting with the basement
0: of the NFC West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go road to nowhere. 49ers, Super Bowl, or bust, there's no question. Uh, they had it a year ago, and if they you know if they have to stay in the right coverage, they probably win the Super Bowl. So that's, um, that, that's probably the way that that goes. They have to be a Super Bowl. I'm with you on the Rams. I think they're teetering on road to nowhere. I think it's really close, and I think they're really close to having to make some really hard decisions because they really have no flexibility in terms of ways to improve this roster outside of draft. People are going to want to play there because it's L.A., but um, they are really close. And if they don't – if Goff isn't great, and I don't think he is, then that's a whole thing Hey there friends, Bo Bishop here and the Hoops action is heating up and Typico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cashback in the industry with up to 5% cashback on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet 25 bucks. Download the Typico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code THEFAN100. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER issue you're going to have to deal with um so yeah I'm, I'm with you on i think it's closer to road to nowhere than golf or than than playoff with the rams rather two more teams in this division both one that is certainly established and one that is ascending seahawks and cardinals up next bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan
1: always imitated never duplicated your heritage sports talker and flagship home for ohio state athletics the fan ohio sports destination pushing the limit of how many times you can say the word thing in one show.
0: That's the next thing. That is
1: the
2: next thing. This is Bishop and Laurenitis. Bishop and Laurenitis right here on The Fan. I'll talk to you about my friends at Affinity Whole Health. Look, if you're over 30, your testosterone is decreasing every single year. Science tells us it's 1%. I know some of you don't believe in science, but it's true. 1%. Testosterone going down for men. If you're tired, you lack motivation, maybe you're more irritable, decrease in libido, these could be symptoms of low T. Go to Fanny Whole Health at feelgreatcolumbus.com and see how they can help you today.
0: All right, we continue in the NFC West with the Seahawks first and then the Cardinals. Look, the Seahawks went eleven and five. They finished second in the West a year ago. They lose Jadavion Clowney. Uh, they, they've they lost some other guys in the interior, both offense and defensive line. They've replaced some of those guys in free agency. In the draft, they get Jordan Brooks um, out of Texas Tech. Uh, but, but what this team did was they acquired Jamal Adams in the back end. That's the biggest thing they did. And, yeah. And so now... You're, you're talking about a defense that that at every level ought to be pretty good, and you've got a game breaker all pro on the back end now. Um, I th- I think the continued maturation of, of their receivers will only help. You have to wonder if this. You mentioned this is is this a Leonard Fournette spot potentially? Um, but this is really about the continued prime of Russell Wilson and his greatness, and he could get he can chase an MVP this year. I think it would be in play, and and I think that this is a this is clearly a team that is if there's five or six who win a Super Bowl, this is one of them. I think
2: so too. Um, you wonder with with Clowney what he, what
0: he's going to do. Uh, is he really gone? Is he not? I, I don't I don't know. Um, you're always quick. You bring up a good point about that. Like, are you really willing to move if you're all the way in Seattle, are you willing to move all the way out of there? Right. Are you willing it's to move, especially during a pandemic and the
2: uncertainty of everything? Are you willing to go do that? Um, I, I, don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Greg Olson will bring them. Bruce Irvin, how much he left, you know, has left in the tank. Uh, the one, the one thing that I really am looking forward to is whether Leonard Fournette goes there because I really feel like that'd be a spot to where Pete Carroll would get a lot out of him. Uh, Pete Carroll is a players' coach, thrives on competition, and they got enough there to make a run. I really believe that. I believe that the Seattle Seahawks have enough there to get it done.
0: And Greg Olson will help with what he's got left in him. Yeah. um but if he can have a relatively healthy healthy year people don't realize how big that dude is um and the type of target he could be for Russ. and you know a second year of DK Metcalf playing with Tyler Lockett there's a lot to like it's a lot to like on this roster i'm not crazy about a crop about Brian Schottenheimer i'm not crazy about what he and Pete Carroll asked Russell Wilson to do i don't think that they're putting the best put him in the best position to succeed historically it's almost like he's great despite the plan um yeah. and if, if somebody ever put him in a in a shotgun all the time with with three three wide or even that you know any sort of spread situation like Mahomes is in, you just feel like he would thrive in that. And they've for whatever reason they they don't do that as much as I think. If you just unleash him, um, he's just I just think he's that special. And and conversely, as we go south to the Cardinals, the other team in this division, this feels a lot like how Cleveland felt last year from the flashy wide receiver acquisition in the off season, bringing DeAndre Hopkins um, to the draft with linebacker Isaiah Simmons, who's just You know, frankly, an Avenger. Um, Year two with Kyler and Cliff. What's interesting, though, is while the Browns went seven and nine and were actually in the playoff hunt Baker's rookie year, this team went five and ten. Five, ten, and one. But I went five, ten, and one a year ago. So it's a big jump in a brutal division that would be required if this is somehow going to be a playoff team.
2: It is, um, and they are trending up. The one thing that gives me hope is that there's a lot of players who keep saying, "Watch out for Kyler Murray," and that he's the truth, yep. um, which is unbelievable because you know we talked it's about like how the close Baker he was stuff. Baker baseball. was
0: the fourth yep. pick to win he the was. to be the MVP he going was. into last
2: season. Absolutely true. Um, and so that's you got to be a little bit cautiously optimistic. I'm not sure what Patrick Peterson has left. I see his name and I'm like. Your gut wants to say he's, oh, man, shut down corner. I'm not sure he's still there. His play has been declining. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure he's still that guy. you got Drake or Patrick on the other side. Uh, Buddha Baker is a dude, and they paid him like one. Um, yes, they did. Isaiah Simmons, I just can't wait to watch him play. I think Chandler Jones is still one of the most underrated pass rushers in the National Football League. Um, it's because he plays out in the desert. There, there's there's players in bits and pieces. The question is, what's year two look like um, thankfully for them, same quarterback, same coach. You know, you bring in DeAndre Hopkins, but does a young quarterback feel pressure to get him the ball more because he's the new guy? You know, um, versus making doesn't the, right the presence league? of Larry Fitz help with that? Absolutely, right. which you, you absolutely know that this, this is Larry's This isn't Larry's last season. Larry, Larry's not going to retire in a pandemic. You know what I mean? Like no, he's not going to. No. He's not going his last go round with no fans in the stands. Come on, yeah, no way. Larry might actually be assistant coach and player next year. He might be both. <laughs> <laughs> he might be, you know. Hey, I'll be wide receivers coach and
0: first in league history. Do do both. You do both of those. I think things. he could? Uh, I think he could. These are two fun teams to watch. Really fun teams to watch. I think one's a contender. One is one is trending in the right direction. So as we hit the categories, uh, could you live or vacation here? Seattle oh, gosh. and Arizona. I could.
2: I could live in Seattle. It would be a lot of rain, but I love the mountains and the green, the trees, just everything. They, they couldn't be more opposite, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yep. I could live in both. I could live in both. I really could. And I could definitely vacation in both. I'm sure Seattle is more of a place where it's like you want to do like a nice trip to and go back. Um, although I have spent yeah. like five days in a row there, which was absolutely fine because I actually saw the sun twice, which is probably rare. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's... Yeah, I think, you know, Arizona is absolutely... I've thought about living there. What are you talking about? Look you can at, look at Arizona yeah, Realtor about
0: every other day. You can thrive in Arizona. You can thrive in Arizona. Um, living in Seattle would be questionable. It's right on the edge because it does rain a lot, and you don't see the sun very often. Um, yep. But so it's, the, it is tricky. The, but the days that are great are so great. And they have mountains. They have all the outdoor stuff that you'd want. So they do have that. Yes. Uh, Do you like their quarterback situation?
2: I do like both teams' quarterback. I mean, Seattle's got it as good as you can have it. Seattle love. I I mean, love it. Love him. And I like like Kyler Murray. I think there's a lot of hype for him. um, And he's better than I expected, to be honest. Uh, So... I, I like the direction. That, I like. I'll put it this way: with Kyler, I loved what the organization the organization did. You know what? We're gonna go all in with him, coach. Everything around him to make him be as comfortable as possible uh, in his transition from what he did in college to what he's gonna do for us.
0: Yeah, it's a love with Russ. Obviously, it's a like a lot with Kyler. I never would have guessed that that he would have be that Me effective. Um, I never thought that you know is. I just thought there would be issues with balls. There isn't. He's an elite athlete. He's elite. Elite arm yep. strength. He is special. He's really, really special. And credit to them for realizing it and going all in. Going all yeah. in and and, do, and doing it. And they did, and it's going to pay off big for them. Uh, Super Bowl playoff, road to nowhere, or tank? For these two teams, I should add ascending should be another one in there between playoff and road to nowhere because I think the Cardinals are ascending and the yeah, Seahawks. Yeah, that's are Super a good Bowl word. Right? That's a
2: good word is ascending. Um, I don't think there's playoff expectations for them, but flirting with 500 I think is good. Uh, for Seattle, it's it's Super Bowl. It's Super yep. Bowl. That, that's I think you're looking Super Bowl NFC West champs. Um, are, are look they had the, they they were up with it with the Niners late in the season so. Um,
0: I think that Seattle is, is right there with them. Yeah, I agree. Seattle, Super Bowl or bust, they have the talent to do it. That's going to be the expectation as long as Russell Wilson's there. Um, and, and the Cardinals are headed in the right direction. They are headed in the right direction. And uh, it will. I think the real questions will be around Kingsbury. Can he... Can, can he continue to be a leader of men? Will, will pros respond to him? Because they've never been a destination, which is crazy because of their location, uh, but just largely because of their ineptitude for a long time, they've just never really been a destination. And you wonder, now that the... Hey there, friends. Bo Bishop here, and the Hoops action is heating up, and Typico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cashback in the industry with up to 5% cash Back On your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code, the FAN100, to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet 25 bucks. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code, the FAN100. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. At a young quarterback, will that become a destination spot? I would think that it would. Um, you know, going forward, Nick Wagner's been around this division for a very long time. Currently covers the 49ers for ESPN. Previously covered the Rams as well. He'll give us a real perspective on this division, these teams, and where they sit. We get to that coming up next. Bishopman Lauren Knight is right here on the Fan.
1: We've been your Jackets' flagship station since day one. All the goals, all the action, all the memories. Your home for the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Top Shelf Conversation from Top Shelf
0: Gentlemen. That's a pretty emphatic situation. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. Well, Bishop, James Laurenitis with you here on a Monday. Time to head on to the Brian Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Nick Wagner, our guest ESPN reporter covering the 49ers. Nick, thanks so much for taking the time. And let's start with the team that you cover predominantly, and that being the 49ers. Looks to me like Super Bowl or bust would be the case. They're in the game a year ago. I like their offseason. Certainly the loss of Buckner will be felt, but they tried to approach it in the draft and get cheaper and handle it that way. Uh, did this team get good enough to get over the top this summer, in your opinion?
4: Yeah, it's it's really kind of an interesting situation because, you know, they get to the Super Bowl and, and they come up short by like seven or eight minutes. You know, they had that game and, and they talk about it openly, how much they gave that one away in their minds. They felt like it was right there for the taking and, and they lost it uh, rather than necessarily the Chiefs winning it. And it seems like it's the thing that's motivating them. But, you know, watching them through camp, certainly the talent level is still very, very high. Don't get me wrong. I think this is a team that is capable of getting back to the Super Bowl. But I also feel like maybe there's a few more questions Questions going into the season that I thought I was going to have about them at at this point, uh, particularly the interior of the offensive line, I think is a big question mark. And I I think I think last time I was on with you guys, we even talked about this a little bit. You know, Chris Jones, in my opinion, was the guy who took over that Super Bowl in the third and fourth quarter. And Mm -hmm. I thought that upgrading the interior of the offensive line was going to be a little bit more of a priority for them in the offseason. And they didn't really do it. And they're going to be without West and Richburg at the beginning of the season. Their center, uh, Ben Garland, their backup center, is banged up with an ankle injury right now. And then their left guard situation, to me, is is really just a big question mark at this point. So, I'm sorry, right guard. So, uh, you know, they either feel fine with Lake and Tomlinson. But other than that, I think they got questions there. I think they've got questions at wide receiver. They're certainly banged up. At wide receiver, it seems like every day they lose another one. So, do I think the talent is here to get back to the Super Bowl? Yes, but do I think that there's some big questions that they're going to have to answer, particularly in a really tough division? Also, yes.
2: Nick, I got a, I got a big thirty thousand foot question for you. Rank the quarterbacks for me in this division. Um, you know, we we were going through all four teams, and it's do you love the QB? Do you like them and all that? And some of them are intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you rank them? You see these guys nonstop. Obviously, you see the Niners more than everyone, but writing in that division, you can you get to know the other ones real well. But how would you rank the quarterbacks yeah. in the NFC West?
4: Yeah, I mean, Russell's obviously number one. I don't think there's really much to debate or discuss there. I mean, I think he's one of the top two quarterbacks in the league. Uh, and then I think it really gets interesting because it's what do you want after that, right? I mean, I think. I think Kyler is certainly a guy who has maybe, not maybe, he does, he has more upside than Garoppolo and Goff. And I I think he's got enough ability that he could push Russell for that someday, uh, someday relatively soon. Uh, So if you're looking at upside, I think Kyler Murray would probably be number two. And if I was building a team, if you said, okay, you, you you have to pick your guy for the next 10 years right now, I would take Kyler. Uh, but, but then I think I would probably go Garoppolo and Goff right after that. Um, and, and you know, they you're, you're kind of splitting hairs in a lot of ways, but those two, I think a lot of what both of them have. Has done has been you know kind of generated by their head coaches and their schemes that they're in, and that's not to say they're not talented quarterbacks. Of course they are. They've both reached the Super Bowl. But um, I, I think if you're looking and you're just kind of trying to break it down on, on pure skill set and who are the guys that could do it, regardless of what system they're put in, I'd probably go. I'd probably go Russell and then Kyler and then Garoppolo and Goff. But uh, again, I, that that two through four, it kind of just depends on your flavor. I'd actually be interested to hear what you guys went with on that. So.
0: Yeah, we, similar. We, we felt the same. We think you got one great one. And then I, I think it's, both James and I took took Garoppolo over Goff and then Kyler, It's the. You know, I mean he, he was so impressive when we saw him last year and, and covering the Browns, we paid attention to, to that game. Um, he was so much more explosive than even I realized. I don't know why. I mean, he's obviously an mm-hmm. elite athlete but his ability to not get balls batted, his ability to find arm angles was just stunning. Um, and so when you look at the teams in this division, Nick, and you say to yourself, I think it looks like you got two Super Bowl contenders in the Seahawks and mm-hmm. the 49ers. Two teams that going into the season saying, let's go win the damn thing. you get got a team in the Card that's ascending, that's probably talking about making a run at the playoffs, even though they went 5-10 and 10 a year ago. A lot of similarities to the Browns from a year ago, by the way, in terms of bringing the big off-season wide receiver, the Heisman-winning quarterback at Oklahoma, all that stuff. More continuity in the coaching staff, though. And then the other one is is the Rams, who... James said this and you covered that franchise for a long time. It's like their window opened and closed and they didn't even realize it happened because to me they feel like they're more, they're closer to almost a road to nowhere than they are ascending or playoffs. But I'm sure in that building they think that they're going to be a playoff team. How
4: do you view that? Yeah, it's, it is interesting how quickly the window closed and I think a lot of it you could attribute to, uh, you know, maybe being a little bit too overeager to start handing out some of those big contracts and uh, I get it to some extent when you have talented guys you want to keep them in house but I mean James you know this as well, you know, they, they, they went so many years where they would miss at the top of the draft. And they would try to convince themselves almost that the guys that they were drafting were guys that they need to give huge contracts to. I, I you know, I, I'm talking about guys like Avon Austin or, or, or Alec Ogletree, some of those guys who, who are good players, they're fine, but you know, not necessarily the kind of guys you reward at the top of their market. And I think that they, when they got good, they tried to get out ahead of the curve a little bit. So let's give Todd Gurley this money before his contract really explodes, before he could really ask us for more or, or, you know, Brandon cooks kind of the same type of deal. And they really hamstrung themselves and, and you know the one thing when you become a good team when you go from from being a lower tier team to a upper tier team you know you're going to have a lot of guys and certainly that are going to get poached and you're not going to be able to keep everybody but you have to get production from the guys that are making the most money because your margin for error is so much smaller you're not drafting in the top 10 anymore so you're theoretically not having access to the to the top tier guys in the draft and so if you don't have that it is a quick, the quickest way for your window to close, and I think that's really what happened with the Rams. And part of that, I think, was driven by the fact that they were trying to fill up a stadium that, of course, there's going to be no full stadiums now, uh, but they wanted to make sure that when they opened this stadium in L.A., they were going to have a bunch of star power. And I think it kind of has backfired on them a little bit because, yeah, when I look at them this year, I see a team that, just doesn't have much different from last year. And in fact, you could argue that they've gotten worse in places and there's more question marks. And as you said, with Arizona ascending, it's not unrealistic to think that they could be, you know, like a seven, six, seven win team that, that finishes fourth in the division.
2: Nick, how do you see this division ultimately shaping up? I mean, I feel like, and do you feel like the fact of, usually when, when teams lose a Super Bowl, right, there's this little hangover mm-hmm. from that. We've seen with the Falcons still haven't gotten over it, although they lost it in a very <laughs> different fashion. Right. Uh, right. But do you think the Niners actually benefit from the fact of, gosh, COVID gave them a long offseason? Yeah. To recover, right, and it also yep. prohibited other teams that maybe it would have made a jump. Now there's teams that are the same, right? Seattle is probably the closest thing to them, so they have same coaches, same quarterback, right? But right. some of these teams that are trying to grow, like the Cardinals, and and having been on so many teams where you're trying to get over that hump, you you need that offseason to just pump optimism and to get you know mm-hmm. continuity and try to grow. But yet they don't. Nobody's had that across the NFL. No one can really get a jump. On the Niners, do you think that benefits them, or do you think that some of the losses, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, it's going to be weird seeing a Niners, even though they have Trent Williams, it's going to be weird seeing a Niners uh, <laughs> team without Joe Staley, uh, you know, DeForest Bunkner on the inside. Do you think they've lost too much, and how do you see the West really shaking out?
4: Yeah, I think I think you hit it on the head, James. When when you look at the continuity factor, I think it is is more important this year than than maybe ever. And you know, I always I always felt like you know one of the more overrated things that people would talk about at the end of the season. You know, if if you guys had gone on a two or three game winning streak or you won three out of four to end the season, you know, you'd have knuckleheads like me saying like, do you think this could carry over to next season? As like. No, not really, because you know every season is every season is its own entity, you know, and, and every team is its own team, and uh, so I generally don't believe in that, but I do think that there's something to be said for continuity this year, maybe more so than any other, just because of all those reasons you laid out. You don't get a full offseason program, and then you got to try to figure out where pieces fit. Well, the Niners have all their pieces; they have 18 or 22 starters back. You know, you mentioned a couple of the guys that are new that are, that are going to step in, but a guy like Trent Williams knows Kyle Shanahan. He knows this offense, and you can plug him into any team, and he's going to be the best left tackle on the field pretty much every Sunday. And so. Uh, They also brought back all their coaching staff with the exception of a couple of assistants, but all their coordinators are back. So uh, I think they're really in an advantageous position that way, and I think it's actually the thing that gives them the biggest leg up. Now, of course, we can't account for injuries and things like that, but I do think the Niners are still still rightfully the favorites in the West, and I would probably still pick them to win it. But I definitely think that this is going to be another one of those years where the NFC West is loaded and you could see, you know, four teams that have between 7 and 11 wins or something like that and they're all kind of clustered there together uh duking it out until week 17 because Seattle is not going away. They ne- they never do as long as Russ and Pete are there. I still think that they're big question mark is the pass rush and if they had upgraded that or even just brought Clowney back i may be more inclined to say they could push for the division but i have too many questions in that regard so yeah i think the niners are probably rightfully the favorites but i i think it's going to be uh, a dogfight from beginning to end kind of like those years you know in the 11 12 13 range when the nfc west was easily the toughest neighborhood in the nfl
0: yeah certainly was threes you remember those times well I remember, I, remember always, I,
2: remember, I remember trying to always tell Nick, oh, don't worry. We'll carry this over next off season. We just need – I'll tell you what, though, man. That after Sam's rookie year, I really felt like we were a qu- uh, yeah. wide out of way. If we just had another dude and if Sam could have stayed healthy, we had a chance.
4: Well, Our defense was nasty. I, I used to tell – I used to tell James all the time, "I'd be like, man, if you guys were just in literally any other division right now, you would, right. you would be in a you would be in a good spot." And the, the Rams. The funny thing is, is, you guys were always super competitive. You were the only team that could beat the Seahawks. It seemed like in the division, and uh, yeah, you were always super competitive with the divisional teams. But it was just you know pl- plop you in the you know the NFC you know South at the time or whatever, and you guys were in much a much better stead. Timing is everything in life, though, right? Uh. It, it certainly is. <laughs> hey, Nick, thanks so
0: much for giving us a little bit of your time today, buddy. We greatly appreciate it.
4: Anytime, guys. Take care. All
0: right, that's Dick Wagner. Covers uh, the 49ers in the West for ESPN. So I would go, my order would be Seattle, San Francisco, L.A., Arizona. Seattle and San Francisco make the playoffs. Arizona, will have a two. they could have a two-game improvement and still only be seven and nine. And I could see the Rams going eight and eight. Still going eight and yeah. eight. I still think they have a yeah. good culture there and, and still have some talent. But to me, I, I'll give Seattle the slight edge over San Francisco. How do you have it?
2: Yeah, I think Seattle wins the division. San Fran makes the playoffs. Um, I believe the Rams, same thing. I I got the same layout. It's
0: good Hey there, friends. Bo Bishop here, and the Hoops action is heating up, and Typico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cashback in the industry with up to 5% cashback on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet 25 bucks. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code THEFAN100. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
2: Be very competitive. I think all those games in the division are going to be nasty. I think Arizona is going to – it's not this year, but I think the following year you could really
0: see them take a step. Yeah, Seattle could win it at 11-5. and five. I mean, that could I happen. So. Yeah, absolutely. It could absolutely happen. It's tough, tough, tough. Best division in football right there. Uh, tomorrow we will hit the NFC South. We have three things coming up next. Bishop and right here on The Fan.
1: We are everywhere. On your radio. Online. The Fan app. Alexa and behind you in your car right now too creepy sorry the fan ohio sports destinates two legends one show well wow,
0: it's all a lie this is bishop and Moronitis. mike clevenger is on the move the indians pitcher headed to san diego a hall coming back uh josh naylor san diego <laughs> excuse me cal Quantrill on that gabriel arias Josh Naylor, Austin Hedges. Baseball people know who those people are. I don't. All intents and purposes, a <laughs> baseball big, big haul.
2: people know. About that.
0: I bailed on baseball, man. I'm uh, sorry. A lot. I used I to care it. so I much. I just don't anymore. I just can't fake it. Uh, apparently, these are huge prospects. So that's a win. That's a good job for the Indians uh, on on getting rid of Clevenger, and, and they're still good. And everything's a win there. Let's hit. Uh, let's hit three things on a Monday. One, two, one, two, three things with Bishop and Laurenitis. All right, all three of these observations from the boys uh, over the last over the le- their last weekend home before school. Number one for me: we woke up Monday with Black Cobra thinking it would be a good idea. My oldest, eight-year-old, to with a sharpie draw a mustache on Bootsy while he was sleeping. Mm, love it, love it. So this led Gitto. to a lot of of why. Where did you get the idea for this? Uh, which led me... He watches these ridiculous shows on Netflix from time to time. And then he watches the Dude Perfect guys. He goes, dude, I was just trying to pull a prank. So his punishment for the prank was he's grounded from all TV for a week, which is going to crush him. Um, and he also loses 15 minutes on his bedtime. So that's how we started. The, that, that's how that's how Sunday started. With Bootsy with a mustache and Sharpie. Buddy, I...
2: I love Punks. it. I can't, I can't imagine the pain that or how much fired up I would be you know as a dad oh. Oh. but Jeez. for someone that doesn't have to try to wash that off or deal with it I'm, mm. I'm laughing mm. inside mm. Uh, my yeah. first thing so I guess Hayden is an anti-masker um, she gets none of this from her parents because her parents uh, abide by the rules now we don't like wearing masks but we don't sure. go around complaining you know we just do what we gotta do um, but yesterday Shelly goes Hayden do you want to run to the grocery store with mommy yeah I do mom okay And she goes, wait, 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 wait. Do I have to wear a mask? And Shelly goes, yes, dear. We still have to wear a mask. She goes, nope. I'll stay here with dad. (laughs) The fact that the three-and-a-half-year-old asked, do I have to wear a mask? I guess she's an anti-masker. I'm sorry, people. I'm trying to raise her right. I can't do it.
6: (laughs) My first thing, some relatively big news, at least for me, tonight on the Buckeye Show. Timmy's out chops is in i'll be sitting on the one chair with maddie andrews so if you can't get enough of me during thing or not a thing or three things six to eight p.m tonight right here on the fan the station Chops hosting the
0: buckeye show oh my gosh that's the only piece of advice i give you don't talk much even as you're hosting (laughs)
7: don't talk much
0: number 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 two for me so we did go to that brown scrimmage yesterday uh my boy beamsy my my number two so the others were like, let's go. Can we leave? We'd been there for probably an hour and a half or so. And Beams, he was like, Dad, this is great. I love watching this, which just made my day. And then they were they were running a play where Baker threw it to their – to Juszczyk – or not Juszczyk, the, the new tight end that they got – or the new new fullback that they got. He's kind of leaked out. And, and Beams, he goes, Dad, he missed Hooper over the top. And sure enough, it wasn't Austin Hooper. He was out, but it was Harrison Bryant who was deep on the tight end, and he was wide open over the middle. And I was like, dude – That's a good job out of you, pal. Yes. I was really proud identifying and seeing the whole field out of Beamsy. Really, really proud moment. Not yeah. just, following the, the like Not it, just following the ball. I like it, buddy. Not just following the ball. Seeing the
2: whole field, yeah. Good job. I, I do that all the time. I mean, he's like myself. I do that all the time. When I watch the yeah. game, I'm watching like the battle on the line and the backers. Yeah. Usually, I try to watch what the backers are doing. Right. And, uh, I was proud of him. Heck, I won't see some stuff. That. Good, good job out of him. Uh, my no. second thing, look, Amazon is winning. Um, we all know oh, this by, by the net worth of, of Bezos. But I'll tell you this, or Bezos, however the hell you say it, I don't care. Um, billionaire. I'll call him that. But... I was driving to pick up... London got a new bike, okay? She got a 20-incher. Uh, big step for her. She's crushing it. Yep. And uh, so I go get her a bike. Um, and I'm like, hey, are there any adult bikes? The guy goes, yeah, good luck. Bikes are like toilet paper during the pandemic. Okay, good. All right, I'll see you in 2021 <laughs> so I can keep up with my daughter. But um, right, the, the bike store is right next to the dog store, and I needed to get some pill pockets for my dog's medications to kind of hide them. And I said, is it worth me pulling over, putting both of our masks on, or just pulling my phone out right here in the parking lot oh, Amazon no. I Amazoned it and I looked yep. oh here tomorrow by 2pm
0: yep sounds great to me and, and drove home you see why they dudes were 200 million man 200 billion yep. billion yep. 200 billion and
2: if it wasn't a pandemic and not a mask I would have gotten out I would have enjoyed a nice yep. little chore with a daughter but the fact of arguing with yep. my six, almost 6 year old now to put a mask on and all that was not going to be fun no
6: my second thing James you reminded me of this when you were talking at the beginning of the show my dad's got an ash tree too that's like in the process of dying it's a slow process he tries to treat it keep it alive for as long but there's one there was one big branch growing straight up that just completely dead no leaves on it at all so we slung a rope up there got it around it and i held it while he cut it and then it just fell into the yard and we just tried to get out oh, of the way beautiful it was a success but you should have seen the looks my mom and jayla were giving us from the <laughs> deck when we started doing this they're like is that safe and it's like
0: safe enough
2: safe no, enough. of course
0: it's not safe but it's fun so it's
2: that's that's no, what what nice just being
0: a dude it's being a dude finally for me quickly Bootsy's just wandering around aimlessly like no brothers he doesn't even know what to do. Like he could take up drinking. I don't know. It's in play. <laughs> I mean, he's just wandering. I'm looking out the office window, and he's just wandering aimlessly. He's got no idea what to do with himself. It's quite. I can't tell if it's sad or amazing.
2: So last Friday we went to Z Cucina, and I had to give a shout out because I tell you what, I have not had Italian in a while. Oh, that's um, good. When you tend to be gluten free, dairy free, you know it doesn't. Italian isn't one something that just jumps out at you. But uh, every once in a while you got to dive in. And buddy, I had a prosciutto uh, wrapped pork loin on top of a bed of homemade ravioli
0: Hey there friends, Bo Bishop here and the Hoops action is heating up and Typico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cashback in the industry with up to 5% cashback on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet 25 bucks. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code THEFAN100. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER
2: i mean what are we talking about my goodness love it yep go check it out bridge park Zicuchina, delish
0: we used to go there all the time the one in uh there's one in in grandview we went to all the time oh so
2: good
6: and my last one real quick also at home yesterday my mom slow roasted brisket and we we pulled that apart we had a little taco bar you know it was in there for like four hours or whatever so that was pretty good so a win from mama chops
0: Good job, Mama Chops, on that. We're back tomorrow for more fun. Rothman on Ice coming up next. Bishop Laurinitis right here on the fan. Broadcasting from the Lindsey Honda studios.
2: Honda makes the cars, Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindseyhonda.com.
1: WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus.
7: The fan. Center. Good afternoon, I'm Matt Andrews. Ohio State head football coach Ryan Day released a statement this morning through a school spokesperson regarding Haskell Garrett. After a shooting involving Garrett over the weekend, Day said that he anticipated Garrett will be released this morning from the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center. Day also said, quote, we will continue to help him and his family anywhere we can to expedite his recovery, end quote. The Major League Baseball trade deadline is today at 4. The Indians have made a move, trading Mike Clevenger to San Diego. The return reportedly, right-handed pitcher Cal Quantrill outfielder Josh Naylor and shortstop Gabriel Arias. John Rahm won the BMW Championship yesterday in a playoff over Dustin Johnson. Rahm held a 66 foot putt on the 18th. The first playoff will be Johnson, who would hold a 45 foot putt to force a playoff on the 18th. Just minutes earlier, and former Georgetown head coach John Thompson Jr. has
3: died. He was 78. Atlas Butler is built to keep you comfortable, and our plumbing services are no exception. You can rely on Atlas Butler for trusted, convenient plumbing and drain service. Our expert plumbers and drain specialists can take care of anything, from a broken water heater to a clogged drain. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. Atlas
4: Butler is at your service call.